A grand rising to all. Welcome to another Rise TV. That's right. We are here to unlock those I3 superpowers. What is I3? Imagination, inspiration, intuition to go interstellar and have an inside explosion, understanding the world from the inside out and unlocking those amazing superpowers from within. We're going to have a really awesome show today. Uh, an idol of mine, um, the legendary Paul Check is going to be on with us. He's an internationally renowned holistic health and fitness personal development expert, founder of the Czech Institute. I know a lot of friends of mine, and we've had past guests on that did the Czech Institute. Uh, host of the Living 4D with Paul Czech. He has his own podcast, and he's authored 11 books. Also, he's big on shamanic teachings, uh, many things he's involved with. Um, he's just such a well-rounded, very, very knowledgeable, wise person, and we're going to have a great conversation. Who knows where it ends up, uh, especially with the Rise crew and uh, Paul Check coming together and seeing what kind of magic we can create. Of course, we have our Wednesday night's School of Ohm. That is live. Uh, it's at 9 p.m. Eastern, and uh, it is all about co-manifestation and co-meditation. So we do it all together as a group. Um, you can also check out all the replays if you want to um, at our rumble.com slash school of ohm. Then we have the rise code. That's right. It is coming very shortly. We are in the final uh, stages of editing, um, just getting things adjusted, making sure it's the most powerful book ever to come out. But you can check that out at risemediatv.com slash the rise code and you can pre-order as well if you'd like to um we really appreciate you guys tuning in uh we love you guys and uh we are going to have live chat boards and um of course our segments our three segments the manifestation moment with jaron the greg schumacher experience with myself and victoria with the sunshine news all right everybody we will see you shortly, about 17 minutes to showtime. If you are watching the replay, you may skip ahead. If you are live, um, you can check out all the uh, past shows and uh, different things we got coming up here. There is a surprise in there. Um, all right, everybody. We will see you when Paul Check comes on live with Rise TV.
brainwashed and indoctrinated by mainstream media uh, to try and change their view. Like somebody pointed out to me today that Elon Musk has come out publicly and said that the world is not round, as we've been told, huh. and they've been trying to per, um, try, trying to to to, to uh, get through the the firmament, uh, which is some people say 70 miles away, 72, 73 miles away. Some people say 90. So this is all stuff that we were taught at school that we just took as being genuine. Now, the one thing I would say to the whole audience, I'm not asking you to believe me or Elon Musk. I'm asking you to go within and find out where the truth is because we have the truth within us. It's not with Alexa, it's not with Siri, it's not with ChatGBT, it's within us. These are all created by man. The answers, the true answers are within. And when you go within, I came up two years ago when I was asked if the round was, uh, if the earth was round or flat. And I said, to me, I don't really care if it's round or flat. I've come up with the term, it's flound. It's neither round nor flat. Um, the truth is, is that all I'm trying to do is establish the truth. Um, and there's far more, my, my speciality is very much the quantum financial system and the new, the new financial system. But, but because I was put under a military NDA and there was a lot of things I couldn't say and I had a, a very significant audience, we passed 28 million last week, or last month, sorry. Uh, that's a lot of people and you need to be getting accurate information out there. So we've been looking at many different aspects rather than just the quantum financial system, which I'm not allowed to tell too much about at the moment, but we, I can tell you certain things. So we've been looking at everything, whether it's your immune system, whether it's about viruses and venoms or whatever it is, whether it's COVID, whatever it is, we've, we've tried to cover everything um, in a way and leave a, leave a platform where people can come out and give their view. Not every single person that's been on my show um, has been honest. Not every single person resonates with everybody else. I've done three and a half thousand shows. And it's for the audience to make the decision the one thing I would say to your audience that's very important, do not waste your energy on people you disagree with. Leave them and stick with people you resonate with. Because this is how Satan works. They want to distract you with somebody and so that you go away and you criticize and you use all your energy, all your positive energy, you waste on a troll. Leave them their bottom feeders. Leave them and just focus on the people you resonate with. Don't waste your energy on negative people. Um, and Satan always comes as if he's looking better than the real thing. On this journey, I've referred to them as plastic patriots. There's plenty of them out there claiming they're with us and they're not. This is the way they infiltrate. But don't waste your energy. The minute you feel I don't resonate with that person, do not criticize them. Do not waste any energy at all. Focus on what God wants you to focus on and focus on yourself more than me. Wow, Charlie. Uh, so many synchronicities. Go ahead, Jeremy. Go first. <laughs> yeah, I love you saying that, Charlie. I just want to say, you know, we've talked about <laughs> listening to what your body is telling you. And it can come about 
from a person where it's maybe it's, you start to discern, you know what, I don't want to put my attention and my energy around that right now, at least I'm going to move away. Or it can even come from information. Some people are just watching so many videos and so much information that's out there and it's boom, 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 one thing to the next, dopamine hit, dopamine hit, this, this, and you get all confused. If you listen to your body, when you're observing something, you'll know right away, yes, this is worth my time or this isn't worth my time. This is worth this conditioning me to some certain level or this isn't worth conditioning me. And I think we really got to be keen on our intuition and the value of what we're willing to put our time and our receptive energy into. Uh, you know, it's 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 a major thing. And if you think about this, like say you had an like we, we've often said this. What if you had one week to live and you knew that you had one week of life left? Where would you spend it? Who would you be around? What would you be doing? What would you be experiencing? What legacy or gift would you be offering up to the world? You know, you wouldn't waste your time and you wouldn't be concerned with things that don't matter. It's just feeding, you know, ego. (laughs) You'd be on what's in front of you and who resonates, what resonates, what gifts can you offer and how much amazingness can you experience in this world in your last moments. So we want to kind of take a little bit of that energy now and then be very discerning where we place our time and energy because that is inevitably what is manifesting. Because where attention goes, energy flows, and it's feeding whatever that is. So be discerning of where you where you are and what you're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. And Victoria, who did we have on as a guest last week? Um, Flat Earth Dan. Yeah, Flat Earth Dave. Dave Flat Earth sorry. Dave yeah. was on here. We were Dave, talking about Dave. Flat Earth Close. last week, Dave. actually. <laughs> so it was uh, it was pretty interesting to have you say that because we we dove into it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, some people hated us. Some people left nasty messages, but hey, yeah. listen, they don't want to see it yet or they don't even want to look at the evidence. And, you know, they call it that it's that it's some kind of uh, psyops mission because it's flat earth. But listen, there's so much evidence out there. You can do experiments yourself and you can go something doesn't add up that they're telling us. So yeah. it's obvious that there's something different that's going it should on. should be just the phone call. Yeah. When they landed on the moon, some had a phone call to <laughs> yeah. the spaceship. I mean, yeah. So a lot of strange stuff there. NASA is obviously just collecting our money and doing some whatever they want with it. <laughs> right. But uh, but it is funny though that that you brought that up. But the also the other thing is is we have a law called law of attract law of distraction here. We call it the law of distraction. So there is so many things distracting your attention that are pulling you away from your power. So we have to really concentrate on what do we want to focus on what's going to give us the most gain for our the most bang for our buck right where are we going to look are we going to follow charlie ward and his amazing stuff if it doesn't resonate with charlie ward and you move on to somebody else does charlie ward care he's fine he's okay whoever resonates with whoever go for it but the moment you spend time uh, telling somebody, oh, don't you listen to them, and how dare he, you're wasting your energy. Go find somebody that you resonate with and start building yourself through that person. And it might be a couple of, of places that you stop and build something from. It's called Jeet Kwon Do, right? Bruce Lee. You, <laughs> you pull the things that you like out of whatever, and you make it your own religion. accept the reality of the world with which we're presented. It's as simple as that.
You have inside of your body 13.5 billion years of information. One human body has enough DNA to store all the information from the beginning of time till now. There was a study that was done with 24 United States cities. Each city had populations of over 10,000 people. The study was done by the Transcendental Meditation Research Lab, and what they showed was that during the window of time, when they went into their meditative states, statistically significant changes happened in the world around them. Emergency hospital room visits declined, traffic accidents declined. The matrix, the field, is reflecting what it is that we have become in our body. Consciousness. Shut up. Tell us something that you know. Don't opinionize. Don't theorize. That's that world that we live in. There is no truth within their outside-in reality. Everything to them is a theory. What? God, God created this. And all you have to do is observe. That's science. Just observe the mother. Everything that the mother does is balance. Why do we have winds to take stormy low pressure low pressure areas low pressure storms right your frequency you're down at 6 10 a.m talk radio blah, 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 i hate i hate trump 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 obsessed you need to get to 107.1 fm yeah you have to get on a different bandwidth and then you have to get to the high end of that bandwidth you are talking about root muladhara chakra down into the left and you're talking about you're talking about the pineal gland illuminated, the optic thalamus, the light of the world up and to the right. You're, you're just, you, we, we're scratching at the surface. When you say that you don't force your, your friends and family into any of these things, that's beautiful because you can't because they're light years away from you. <laughs> they are completely different, just, just waves and waves and layers of consciousness away from where you are. They are just so, they, they exist somewhere underneath uh, underneath uh, a, a million kilometers of crud. And then there's most people trying to find their way under, under you know, uh, uh, 
a bajillion kilos of lies. And they're trying to find their way up through this, uh, or they're not. But it's up to you in every single moment to, to cast thy net to the right and choose thy frequency. So in every single moment, all I do is stay here and now. And if there's if there's one secret that sets, you know, Colleen and I apart from virtually everybody else, is that we've done the one thing that we're here and we're supposed to do. That so few people, I, I, I was staggered by this reality in, in just, coming to awareness, consciousness, the moment, clarity, just staggered at how few people have actually done this. So simply the journey that I went on was to still my mind, was to calm my mind so that the temple, which is between your two temples, is free and is clean and therefore is clear. So I did what is called spring cleaning. The temple's already built. It's okay if other people don't resonate with you. That's not the point. You don't have to have 7.5 billion people resonating with you. Because I know that if our clients practice and follow this and go with the alignment, activate and accelerate. Energetically, when you look at the contrast in your life, the things that aren't working, the things that you do not enjoy, the limits that you have. That's an awesome opportunity to now create a quantum thrust in your life. Our 90-day quantum business school to integrate ancient teachings and cutting-edge brain science with brand strategy. It's an internal to an external life. And the more we start to understand that, the more we start to unlock the power, the true power of who we are. When institutions fall, when, when societies fall, when there's major challenges, when everything collapses, it's pioneers, new thought thinkers, and courageous people with faith that change the world.
brainwashed and indoctrinated by mainstream media uh, to try and change their view. Like somebody pointed out to me today that Elon Musk has come out publicly and said that the world is not round, as we've been told, huh. and they've been trying to per, um, try, trying to huh. to to, to uh, get through the the firmament, uh, which is some people say 70 miles away, 72, 73 miles away. Some people say 19. So this is all stuff that we were taught at school that we just took as being genuine. Now, the one thing I would say to the whole audience, I'm not asking you to believe me or Elon Musk. I'm asking you to go within and find out where the truth is, because we have the truth within us. It's not with Alexa, it's not with Siri, it's not with ChatGBT, it's within us. These are all created by man. The answers, the true answers are within. And when you go within, like I came up two years ago when I was asked if the round was, uh, if the earth was round or flat. And I said, to me, I don't really care if it's round or flat. I'd come up with the term, it's flound. It's neither round nor flat. Um, the truth is, is that all I'm trying to do is establish the truth. Um, and there's far more, my, my speciality is very much the quantum financial system and the new, the new financial system. But, but because I was put under a military NDA and there was a lot of things I couldn't say, and I had a, a very significant audience, we passed 28 million last week, or last month, sorry. Uh, that's a lot of people. And you need to be getting accurate information out there. So we've been looking at many different aspects rather than just the quantum financial system, which I'm not allowed to tell too much about at the moment, but we, I can tell you certain things. So we've been looking at everything, whether it's your immune system, whether it's about viruses and venoms or whatever it is, whether it's COVID, whatever it is, we've, we've tried to cover everything um, in a way and leave a, leave a platform where people can come out and give their view. Not every single person that's been on my show um, has been honest. Not every single person resonates. Humans are meant to have wide, manly feet. Modern shoes are destroying our feet. Walking barefoot strengthens your foot muscles, which in turn improves the posture and the balance of the body. So take your foot prisons off and spread your toes on the earth. When spirit and soul start moving through you, you suddenly realize you don't have to think so hard because the global mind and the universal mind and spirit itself is using you as a vessel to give something that is beyond us as an individual but is a gift to the world and when you actually start experiencing that it helps you relax and detach from somewhat of feeling the burden of having to carry the weight of producing it yourself because it's like when a woman's pregnant she doesn't know how she's making that baby she's not sitting there going oh i got to put this cell here i got to make sure the eyeballs are the same size she is actually in the flow of the Tao, and the Tao is making the baby.
Welcome everybody to another live Rise TV. We are here to unlock those I3 superpowers. What is I3? Imagination, inspiration, and intuition to go interstellar, to have an inside explosion, to live life from within to, out, to the out, right? We're projecting out what, how we want to live. And uh, we have an excellent show for you today. We're very excited to bring the legendary Paul Check on with us. Um, we've had past guests on, uh, Sarah Gustafson, who was part of his program and uh, is an excellent teacher. Um, so we're very excited to bring on him, and he's been a longtime uh, person I've watched and really respected. Um, I'm Greg Schumacher. I'm the visionary here and uh, the MC of the day. We also have the queen of dreams, my beautiful wife, Victoria. How are you, Victoria? <laughs> Hello, good morning. <laughs> And then we also have Light 'em Up Jaron Kenyon, a traveling motivational speaker, teacher of manifestation, and cosmic human design coach. How are you, Jaron? Oh, I'm doing awesome. I know we're we're all looking forward to today. What a guest we have for us today. And I just briefly wanted to say thank you to so many out there that have sent me messages wishing wishing me well after my car accident last week, right after the show. As soon as yeah. we got off with Charlie Ward. Scary. Within a half hour, I was at a red light, not moving, looked to my left and had a half a second to break, brace from a high-speed car coming directly at my driver's side door. And I just wanted to say thank you first, for th and for many of you that didn't watch Meditation, you should be. It's an excellent show on Wednesday nights, watching our School of Ohm weekly meditation and manifestation. Um, but I shared a little bit more of it. I, I want to spare you all that, other than I just wanted to tell you, you know, for me, here's the three things I learned from the experience thus far. Number one, I felt immediate appreciation as soon as the hit happened. I was conscious during it. I prayed. I imagined light. I amplified my field, and I tightened my body all within a half a second. It's kind of a miracle what your body can do um, when it's in, you know, and it's kicked in gear and survival. And as soon as it was done, I was like, okay, I'm alive. I'm good. I'm good. I'm conscious. I'm not even cut up. I absorbed the huge force. But I got out of the car. So that was number one was just this appreciation we're always speaking to, you know, which isn't just gratitude of the positive. It's also appreciative of all moments, even the challenging ones of what they're teaching you, what you're learning, what you're growing from. That was one. Number two is this detachment thing. You know, like I've caught, I found myself in the ambulance thinking, man, look at this movie. I'm laying in this chair. I'm in the ambulance on the way to a second hospital. And what's here is me. You think about all the things you're doing and all the people, even the people you love most in your life and, and everyone, and how intense you are about all those things in the external, right? In the visible world of the Maya. For good reason, sure, but in the end, it's you. And so you're just there and you're like, man, I, I bet you I've experienced a lot of experience throughout my eternal history. And what, is, mm -hmm. what am I left with is me. So it made me also feel appreciation towards myself and the self-responsibility. Again, that if we want the world to change, it starts with us. If you want your life to change, it's what you do in your internal work and in your personal practices from spirit to the body, mind, emotions. And then lastly, I was a victim during part of this where I was really upset uh, during the second day, I hadn't been given water yet because I was supposed to have had surgery at the time. No food, no water. I was already thirsty and, and hungry from the show on Saturday. I didn't do anything, eat before it. 
and they messed up and weren't getting me any kind of painkiller. So for like three hours, I was hurting, I was thirsty, I had a headache, and the nurses were ignoring me. I was hitting the button, they would look at me and they weren't coming in. It was the only negative experience I had. And I finally snapped out of my victimhood. I was by myself in the room and I started to voice out loud what we always share and educate people with. I started declaring and feeling affirmations towards I have food, I have water, I don't have to have surgery and I found that out, I'm good to go and I'm gonna be you know, up in a bed with medication, with an IV and everything. And then within a few minutes, this lady I'd never met walked in and literally verbalized all those things back to me. You're not going to have surgery after all. We're putting you up in the bed. We're going to get you a better IV, food, water, all this stuff. And I witnessed, again, would that have happened that soon in that way if I hadn't had shifted my victim mentality in waiting into the will of my spirit and intentionalizing what I wanted to experience. And so... That was a real life experience for me that I just wanted to take two minutes of this intro and share and then thank all you people out there for for the support. And I'm doing well. And in a few weeks, I'm sure I'll be back walking again. Normal. Yeah, great stuff, Jaron. And I, I said my appreciation on Wednesday night that you survived it and that you were, you know, in a, in a much better place and uh, not not having to have that surgery and having all kinds of things going into your body that might hold it together and then that whole thing so great stuff man glad to have you back up on your feet somewhat yeah. <laughs> so far yes home yes <laughs> um so we without further ado let's bring in uh, our our guest paul check he's an internationally renowned holistic health fitness and personal development expert founder of the check institute host of living 4d with paul check and author of 11 books my god this guy's got great wisdom and we're very honored to have Mr. Paul Check on with us. Hello, Paul. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Fantastic. I, I, I must say I'm very impressed with your whole show so far. It's <laughs> full of life. Thank and you. And I will just uh, quickly interject for Jaron. Cars or vehicles are all symbols of relationship. Mm. And obviously, whoever hit you was unconscious and isn't it interesting that right now in the world, we're all dealing with helping unconscious people become awake through relationships. So to me, as an analyst of dreams and a therapist, I was listening to your story going, the universe is inspiring him to have empathy and compassion and help wake people up that are unconscious and aren't aware of the choices they're making and what they're doing. And uh, isn't it lovely how, uh, Jaron, you used the principles of spirituality to uh, transform it into something positive? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, when you're in those moments of life or death or in the moments of uh, feeling like, oh, what's the Trial. next thing that's going to happen <laughs> to me? You know, I, you just get so frustrated uh, especially when you haven't had food or water, you start getting that hangriness and you start getting that, you know, uh, just, just uncomfortable. Life is just uncomfortable at that point when you're sick too, you know, you, you go through life and you feel unhealthy and everything's going great and you feel great. And then all of a sudden you're sick and, and you start getting down again, you know, you start feeling that, that spirit, not so, so, you know, fiery and it, it, you, you change that mindset. And Jaron, in that moment, you changed that mindset and you said, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not going down this road. 
and you took you took life by the balls, so to speak, <laughs> and you said, "No, we're turning this around," and you did it, and that's you know fantastic. And you also had a a, a lot of fantastic people in your life, community, myself, whatever, also projecting manifestation forward for you to get better quickly. So that helps as well. Um, Paul, I like to get into a, a certain question with guests right off the bat, because I think it's an important one for us to see who you are and how life goes for you. Uh, for Paul, what's the meaning of life? I think the meaning of life for me ultimately boils down to sharing. Um, I think in my own life and having worked with countless famous people, elite athletes and great achievers and, and everybody else, I found that people are ultimately experiencing real joy and real happiness when their lives are oriented around towards helping others live their dreams, which is also supporting them in creating their own dream. So I just know that whenever I'm using the gifts that the great spirit gave me to help facilitate other people finding wholeness, creating their dreams, getting healthy, healing, manifesting, creating, that that's when I feel the most alive. So I would say that, you know, my life is really most alive and most oriented toward uh, helping other people identify and live their dreams. That's, that's really uh, what I've been doing my whole career. And even as a kid, I always felt the most joy if I completed it task or something that uh, others felt supported by. And it just gave me this sense of, you know, I guess, real joy, you know, not not the joy of sugar or the joy of mm. of a one night stand or the joy of getting stoned and things like that, but a deeper joy. Yeah, that service to others in a lot of ways and, and the ability to 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 bring stuff out of yourself that you have gained wisdom on through life experience or whatever it is and to to share it with others who connect to that right who who find harmony in that who find that 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 right vibration with who you are and um you know it's hard because we sometimes especially when you first <laughs> when i first awakened I wanted to tell people about it. I wanted to, to, to kind of shove it down their throat a little bit and say, like, listen, this is the answer, right? And, and, and little did I know the onion is, is many layers <laughs> and you learn a lot through the path. But when you're, when you're first awakening, you really want to share your, your knowledge with people. But then you start to understand that they will come to you and they will find you if they want if they want a master if they want somebody who is going to be a, a guru or a, a teacher or a coach or a, just a friend it, they'll find you they'll, they'll, the the universe has a way of magnetism and when you're in the right vortex the, the people are drawn to the certain material just like they're drawn to either this show or or 4D with Paul Check or or a book that Paul's written or anything like that, right? It's just, it, it finds their, their way to them. The teacher finds their way into their life. And uh, I'm cer certain that a lot of teachers have found their way into my life. And sometimes I, I didn't like them at first. 
and then you find that wisdom in it because it's intimidating to learn something new sometimes when it feels like it's going to shatter your self-identity. Um, Paul, have you seen a lot of people, I mean, you've, you've coached a lot of people in your life. Um, you know, seeing people transform, you know, at first, is there, has, have you had some really stubborn people that didn't want to change? How high can you count? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I wanted to make a comment based on what you just said about sharing your own enlightenment experience, you know, Having been through many, many such type experiences in my life, starting when I was a child, um, seeing the backlash of people when you're really sharing your love and things that you know you you know intuitively or through your own experience could really help them, and then you get a sort of a negative reaction or a very negative reaction. Um, I I I found this to be you know, a bit stressful because it's kind of like, geez, you know, you're bringing somebody water when they're crying out that they're thirsty, then they criticize you for handing them a cup of water and throw it away, you know? And so I went into meditation and and asked my soul, why is it that people behave like that? And my soul gave me quite an interesting answer. My soul said, well, first of all, you got to realize that there is no time in God God has all the time there is or ever will be. And each soul is on its own journey of awakening and that immature souls don't come here to take on a lot of spiritual responsibility. They're just coming here to learn the basics of polarity and they really want to just play with matter. They want to, you know, build things, blow shit up, buy stuff, you know, and they're kind of like kids in a in a sandbox. And so you go out to the sandbox and say, hey, you guys, uh, you know, we really have to do some work for the world right now. There's, you know, the World Economic Forum and the little kids look at you and like, what in the world are you talking about, man? I'm busy with my Tonka truck here. And so the analogy my soul gave me is, well, you've had the experience of traveling on the road, going into a hotel room falling asleep and all of a sudden at 2.30 in the morning, the alarm clock goes off and and you wake up pissed off, like who in the hell set that alarm? And of course it was the last person that stayed in there, but you forgot to check the alarm. So my soul says, you know, when you bring truth, it's at a higher level than they can resonate with. It's like the alarm clock going off in the middle of the night. And even though your intentions are good, it's irritating to them because they're too happy in their sleepy unconscious state. Because in that state, most people don't have any conscious connection to the level of responsibility we have for each other and for the planet. So my soul said, you know, it's best to not ring the bell so loudly, but to give them something that fits within their own mindset and their own level of development and let them get a little success with that. And then once they get a little taste of that sweetness, they come back and then you can give them another little bite and another little bit. And all of a sudden, you know, the alarm clock goes off inside of them all by itself. And so it took me a while to figure out how to do that because as a therapist and a a coach and, and someone that tries to help people wake up and participate, um, it's kind of like working with an, I've worked with many elite athletes, for example, that were really lazy and didn't actually like to train. They just had so much natural skill. Mm. 
that they would resist the diet changes. They would resist showing up to the gym. You know, they, they were just like little kids with a lot of skill, but they hated responsibility. And I, I'll, I'll give you an example. There was a, a very good fighter when I was the trainer of the Army boxing team named Anthony Hembrick. He hated to train. He hated to do anything. He grew up as a street fighter, and this guy was incredibly skilled in a boxing ring. And he prided himself that his whole, all four walls of his bedroom in the barracks were covered with empty Chips Ahoy bags. And he would eat a whole box, a whole bag box of Chips Ahoy cookies every day. And he was so proud of that. And I said to him in training one day, I said, you know, Hembrick, one day you're going to end up someplace like the Olympics. And you're going to be face to face with a Russian or a Cuban who is so hungry for freedom, who is going to have trained so hard. The problem is they're going to match your skill, but they're going to be a lot fitter than you are. And that's the day you're going to meet the mirror. And you're going to have to look at yourself and realize that you have not prepared yourself for where you're inev inevitably heading. And lo and behold, the 1988 Olympics came. He made it. He was the U United States' middleweight. And he's the guy that missed the bus. I don't know if you remember that, but he missed the bus to his championship fight because he showed up late to the bus stop and he ended up not getting the gold medal because he was doing what he always did, drag his ass and not take it seriously. He thought he would just play his way to the top. But, you know, the truth came back to bite him. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and you're right, like, People who have certain skills or, or, or they're born into something, they don't learn those lessons along the way. Um, you know, that, that, that's kind of like, you know, you look at the movie Rocky, right? And, and he, he came from a really tough place on the streets. And, you know, he used a lot of that <clears throat> toughness, what he found, to, to become, become a champion that never probably should have been a champion because he brought that from the basement. You know, he had that in him. But then there's other people who come from the top and they're kind of handed a lot of things. And then they meet adversity and that knocks them back. And you see that a lot with high school athletes, college athletes that are so good. They're so gifted. But once they get to that higher level and they start meeting people that are around the same skill level, they don't know what to do at that point. They kind of give up because they don't have that extra in them. They haven't developed that yet. And, uh, you know, that's something that we, we have to look at as what are we lacking in our, in our balance of life, right? Because we are a mind, body, soul person. We are um, gifted in some areas if we've unlocked them, if we've found those gifts. But, you know, we have to see where we're balanced. Are we willing to go into those weak areas and expose them? And then strengthen that area. A lot of times it's a scary place to go because we are weak in those areas. Jaron, any comments there? Yeah, just the word comes to me of spiritual discipline, you know, and but the thing is we have to, you know, a lot of people view the awakening as like, oh, I see what's going on in the world. I see the, the bad and the good and the change. And that is relatively true. It's part of it. But the real awakening is who you who and what you really are. And so when you awaken to the fact that you're what I call a spirit, you know, an eternal, infinite, inevitably multidimensional being having a human experience and that 
as you change inside and in your perception and beliefs and in your behaviors and actions, your reality changes. This is the real awakening. And then from that place, you can actually do some work, you know, because then you can improve the mental body or enhance it. You can enhance your emotional body. You can enhance the physical body and you can learn to steer life in a way that then, you know, transforms your life in the external in the movie. But many of us and myself at times too, of course, but you know, we're trying to come from the mind or what you could even say is the ego <laughs> that thinks, oh, I've got it all, or I know the way, or I don't need any more. You know, I'm already good enough. I've already, you know, and, and, and or in other areas, not just your mental, your mental aspect, but we, we need regular spiritual discipline, spiritual will, so to speak, to be able to say, all right, I need to work on me intentionally, then I need to do it. And be holistic about it. And that's kind of what I felt with this show with having Paul check on is like balance, right? That's what comes to me is, is, is the balance of the yin and the yang, the balance of the different bodies that you have, the balance of your life and, you know, enhancing what already you're naturally gifted at ought to be your passion and have a lot to do with your pers- purpose in this world. But as well as looking at where you're challenged and where you could in- improve yourself in order to benefit your whole life and those and, and the people around you. And, and you, it takes dedicated practice for people to do so. Um, not just only watching things on, on like this show and saying, well, the world's going to change and I'm watching it. And what's the latest news stories? It's like, where are you and what are you transforming and what are you doing daily in your world? And that's your real awakening. This other thing is a, an effect. You know, this collective ascension is an effect of what the human sovereign human beings are doing within their personal lives and what they're personally believing in, energizing and impacting others with. That's how we speed up the ascension. But it's going to be you. You know, it's you. What are you doing with your life? And, and when you realize you're a spirit and everything is inevitably possible to transform, put your time and effort and energy into that because there's no greater liberation than growing beyond your old self to me. Yeah, Paul, we talk a lot on the show about the law of distraction, right? All the distractions <laughs> out there. Um, I mean, it's your phone. It's your the people in your life who aren't on that same path. It's, you know, <clears throat> getting pulled away by many different um, stresses and, and, and time constraints in life. You know, those type of things, the law of distraction, how, how often, how, how do you you know, go beyond the distractions and keep on the right path, keep that discipline. Well, I, I developed a system um, many, many years ago now, which is taught to all Czech professionals. And it's a four step process. Number one is what do you love enough to grow for, change for, and become? And that would be what we call your dream, right? Because I found as a therapist, People could come to me and I could do excellent therapy on them, but they didn't heal very well and they didn't participate if I hadn't identified what they loved more than they loved their pain or their opportunity mm. to get out of work and collect workman's compensation or, you know, get a jet, get out of jail free card because right. their life was not fulfilling. So I realized it doesn't matter how good the therapist or the therapy is if the person I'm working with 
doesn't have something bigger than themselves to grow into and inspire them to do the work of healing and growth, uh, which is why I love psychologist Jerry Wesh's statement, if you have a big enough dream, you don't need a crisis. So because I'm in the crisis management business, I found that I had to identify what the dream is that was bigger than the crisis. And surprisingly, a huge percentage of people are just completely unclear on mm -hmm. that. Or they have like 20 little baby dreams. So it's kind of like trying to put four turkeys in an oven that can only cook one. And four hours later, when it's dinner time, you got a bunch of half frozen turkeys in the dinner and everyone's frustrated and they kick the oven. So my first objective in all of my teaching and, and what I teach my students to do and all my coaching and therapy is to get very clear on how is this opportunity that you have now with this you know, injury or car accident or back problem or illness, opening a door to an opportunity. And, and it brought you to me as a therapist. So we must have a soul contract together. So I feel obligated to make sure that you understand how the principles of life, growth, consciousness, and healing work. Because if you don't understand that, you won't understand your part in the relationship. It's not my job to fix you. It's my job to teach you how to create what you want with what you've got right now. And so two represents the two forces that create the universe, the feminine yin and the masculine yang. So my job as a therapist and my job in my own life and all of our job is to say, where is the feminine and the masculine out of balance? Where am I overworking, staying up too late at night? Uh, where am I being overly aggressive in relationships? Uh, where am I over eating or eating things that are over uh, stimulating me or keeping me too yang or inflamed, etc.? Where am I over or under resting, over or under exercising? And where am I over or under participating in happy making activities? So there's the four doctors <clears throat> creating happiness moving my body adequately to be healthy and accomplish my objectives and dreams and goals, eating for my individual needs from high quality food sources and knowing putting our money into organic food and farming is actually regenerative, not consumptive, um, knowing that I need rest and introspection. And if I'm getting enough sleep, but I'm not spending enough time in myself in relationship with myself, then I'm likely to just be projecting my shadow and my habits onto others and thinking the world's all fucked up instead of realizing I'm participating in it. <laughs> Three, so one is what is your dream? Two is where you got to balance. Three is what choices are you willing to make? There's only three choices we can make in relationship to any person, place, or thing. The optimal choice is the one that's best for you and everybody on your dream team, which is anybody that's involved in helping you create your stated dream, goal, or objective. Uh, two is the suboptimal which usually means you're getting instant gratification, but it's going to cause stress on your dream team in, in some way. Three is, is, has three options. Three is do nothing. So one's optimal, sub, two is suboptimal, three has three options. Do nothing means don't make a decision until you have enough information to make an intelligent decision. So if someone's trying to sell you a car and maybe it's $5,000 more than your budget, but you're not really sure it's a better car than the other three you looked at that were five or $6,000 cheaper. Don't let the guy sell you 
Go spend some time researching to see if you're really getting $5,000 more of value and it's worth stretching yourself for. And is it something that you really need or not? So that means don't make a decision until you have enough information. Don't get vaccinated until you have enough information to make sure that's something that's really um, valid and is um, necessary and is uh, less risky than taking care of yourself and just looking at the odds of how many people get it versus not get it when they're healthy and they're just participating in nature. Um, so we have, don't make a decision until you have the information. Then the next option for do nothing is call a timeout whenever you're having challenges in a relationship or an argument and you cannot stay connected at the heart because even the people we love the most can really trigger us. That's mm -hmm. why they're in our lives is to show us where our programming's at. So calling a timeout and saying, look, I'm, I'm having a hard time staying connected to you at the heart. Can we come back to this when we both have time to settle and, and stay connected to each other so that we don't lose that connection? Because I love you enough to not want to go further apart from you right now. So I think that's a very important aspect of remembering that if we can't stay connected to the heart, we're not communicating effectively and it ultimately leads to pain and, and separation that may not be necessary at all and the worst option is apathy so the the negative aspect of do nothing is to be apathetic which means i don't care and and being apathetic as a parent is actually worse than being abusive because even if you're abusing a child at least you're giving them some attention and they know that you are connecting to them but when parents don't care about children, they have a higher rate of disease and criminality and suicide. So whenever I see apathy in somebody I'm working with, I know that I have a much deeper level of healing that has to go on. And and then, of course, I, I have a whole system of identifying what the etiology of that is. And it's oftentimes, you know, childhood traumas that are not resolved and a variety of other things. And it can even be past life traumas that haven't been resolved. So then four is the four doctors. So in, in summary, what do you love enough to change for? Where are you out of balance? Now that I know what you love enough to change for, and I know where you're out of balance, are you willing to make effective choices to become that person and live these four doctors? Because there's no such thing as a three doctor or a two doctor or a one doctor person that's healthy and balanced. Those are people that are just waiting for the next doctor's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. Uh, good, uh, yeah, great wisdom awesome. there, Paul, my goodness. Yeah. And, um, you know, I love the way you teach, um, you know, you have a great uh, Instagram channel. Uh, your marketing team does a great job of putting those those videos together and uh, showing your true potential of like a coach and a teacher and a therapist. Just Thank how you. like you can do stuff like that. And um, I love your little teaching cues in there. Things that you can remember. You know, those are really excellent for people. They can they can grasp onto those and take them in their heart and carry them around with them and tell them to other people. Great stuff. Yeah, I, I have my students sing in class a lot. You know, I have songs for each of the four doctors <laughs> to program their unconscious. Awesome. But, you know, the, the song for the one, two, three, four is one love, two forces, three choices, four doctors build your dreams. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> great stuff there, Paul. Um, great. We're going to get to our intros here quickly, um, and then I'll 
also let everybody know where they can find you and all the stuff you're up to. So just hang tight there, Paul, as we do this. All right. All right. Rise TV is a barrier-breaking variety show about business and in self-development, human evolution, with long-form conversation hosted by visionary educators and entertainers, Jaron Kenyon, Victoria Schumacher, and Greg Schumacher. With incredible world-class game changers of friends and guests that have included speakers, influencers, musicians, entrepreneurs, doctors, hypnotists, authors, artists, coaches, and beyond. Our goal is to assist humanity in discovering their true potential and power which is only from within. Through books, courses, schools, shows, seminars, summits, retreats, private coaching, and more, Team Rise will take your vision to the new frontier of quantum thrusting forward, a new way of living and co-creating on Earth. Victoria Schumacher over there, she's a manifesting generator in the cosmic human design system. She's an active nurse for over 12 years. She's a wife, mother, warrior, and social butterfly. She's a believer in being uh, celebrating raw self-expression, investing and tirelessly exploring all avenues of the truth. Victoria is also an ordained minister uh, with, along with her husband. So if you want to get married and you're kind of local to us, why not have Victoria and Greg as your team? Huh? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I don't know how we would do that, Victoria. It'd be fun though, to try that out. Yeah, Some, someone's it. willing. Yes. Okay, Jaron Kenyon, he's a manifesting generator in the cosmic human design system. He's a traveling motivational speaker, teacher of manifestation, and believes cosmic human design is the internet of human beings. Jaron studied from a pilgrims to India with guru Dr. Palai. He then became a life mastery consultant through the Mary Morsi and Bob Proctor organization. He also holds strong wisdom in quantum physics and Nikola Tesla mathematics. Jaron, as a coach, gives you lifelong tools to keep you ascending in your life with ease. You can work privately with Jaron at Jaron, Jaron at JaronKenyon.com. Uh, on to you, Jaron. All right. Mr. Greg Schumacher is a projector in the cosmic human design system. And for those who are new to this, this is not your standard human design. This is using true sidereal astrology. As God made the sky, as you would see the sky in the current day with a telescope, the 13 signs, including a fucus, the accurate constellation sizes, as well as the present-day sky. There is a precision. You know, a couple thousand years ago compared to now, you got to rotate the dial rough, roughly 30 degrees. So it's important that you get your accurate chart. And for the first time in humanity's history, thankfully, a couple years ago, this became true, where we have the algorithm for you to transform your life, okay, to help you jump time, know where your intuition is and how that process in your body, as well as understand your quantum mechanics. So vitally important, check out Rise Media TV. We have more information on it. CosmicHumanDesign.com is where you can get your free chart and reach out to us for inquiries about questions or if you want help in a quantum leap in your design because it is vitally crucial to me, major component to the ascension of the human race, to know the truth behind the, the energy behind your body, you know, the energy even that uh, kind of directs your personality characteristics and your dreams, your wishes, your goals. It's helpful to have your own map and manual of yourself. Greg is a projector in that system. A guide, an advisor, and an architect of this show. He's also a visionary leader and transformational business coach. And he will bring clients directly to their inner truth and their freedom of expression. Greg masterfully guides you to release your negativity, doubt, and fear 
to usher you into a business and personal life of passion, purpose, and prosperity. He also has a famous quote that I love, that you must walk through the uncomfortable truth to get to the core of your success channels in life. Walk through that uncomfortable truth and through the comfort zone into the great beyond, which is also something your design will help you do. He comes from a long lineage of inventors and innovators and continues the tradition with cutting edge ways of helping humanity. You can work with Greg privately or pick up one of his books on risemediatv.com or ask him to be your media wizard. Something else I recommend. He's really skilled at helping to bring you out to the world and can help you with your production and your image. And of course, stay tuned to the three segments as we always have. I will be leading us through a manifestation moment. Greg will be guiding us through the Greg Schumacher experience and the climax of the show, as always. Stay tuned, stay paused, hold to the climax. Victoria will be leading us to the Sunshine News. That's right, not your typical news, the Sunshine News. All right, let's take a look quickly at uh, our Locals channel. You can go check that out and join us through Rumble, and that helps support the show, so we appreciate any of that. Next week, we have the mystic Rubia. La Sereda, and that'll be a fun show with her. So looking forward to talking with her. She seems like a really powerful being. And then uh, we have our Wednesday nights live School of Ohm. Uh, check that out, everybody. Everybody's raving about it. We do co-manifestation and co-meditation. So everybody joins along and does the same focus on meditations and different things. And it's a lot of fun. We do a lot of fun activities there. So um, it's not just your typical quiet meditation. This is a noisy meditation, <laughs> I guess you could say. All right. And then, of course, we have the launch of the Quantum Business School. So if you didn't see the preview there, um, me and Jaren partnered up with Lee uh, Aldridge, and she uh, is assisting us with this amazing quantum business school. So together we are doing that. So you can go check that out over on soulstorycreative.com slash QBS. Go check that out and see what we're up to. And then, of course, our Rise Code book is coming out very shortly. We are editing right now. This is going to be a manual to the ascension. It's going to be a lot of colorful pictures and diagrams and drawings. So we did a lot of work on this, me and Jaren. So we're really proud of it and looking forward to that very shortly for you guys right, let me bring this screen back up and then let's talk about paul here all right paul as i said is an internationally renowned holistic fitness and personal development expert as you've seen already founder of the czech institute we have some local people over here in saratoga new york that have gone through this the czech institute uh host of living 4d with paul czech that's his podcast you can go check that out um and an author of 11 books um and uh, big into the shamanic teachings. Uh, Linktree slash paul.check is where you find all of his wonderful links um, and all the things he's up to. I mean, he has just lists and lists and lists of things that he does out there. I don't know how you keep track of it all, Paul, but uh, there's just living 4D with Paul Check. What a beautiful picture of you, Paul. What a handsome Thank man you, you are. <laughs> And, uh, not bad for an old man. <laughs> no, not. I mean, you're amazingly strong and still yeah. holding it together, man. This is great. You do you, you stack rocks. Uh, you love doing that uh, as yeah. well. So um, great stuff, man. Uh, how's the 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 podcast going? You enjoying it? Super good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been the one of the greatest things I've ever done. Penny tried to get me to do it for four years. I just, my life was so full. I'm like, yeah. how in the world am I going to put another thing <laughs> in there? Yeah. Finally, uh, 
I, I listened to her. Actually, what happened is I, I got invited to be on the Mind Pump podcast. And that was my first time to be on a podcast. Uh, and I saw how much fun these guys were having. And I yeah. saw how much money they were making. I'm like, geez, <laughs> these guys are having a hell of a good time. And they're making a lot of money with a podcast. And they're talking about a lot of the things that are important to me. Maybe I should start listening to my wife and and I, I wish I would have done it four years earlier, but <laughs> you, you have to be in the right place, you know? So yeah. I, I uh, launched exactly. it and it became successful very quick. And now it's, you know, at very high in the rankings in health and fitness and spiritual development all over the world. So it's, it's, it's just so fun because I get to talk to, you know, some of the most incredibly mm -hmm. intelligent, spiritually evolved people in the world and share with them and swap ideas. And, yep. you know, I run my podcast more as a dialogue than an interview. So we get to hash things out, you know, and <laughs> I, I don't know, it just makes me feel like a kid and I can reach, you know, 30 to 50,000 people an episode. And that was a lot of airplane rides to reach that many people before. Sure. Yeah. yeah Technology has brought us a long ways in the spiritual game oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. When you had to go to every town or every city and go and teach there. Oh, oh that's a lot. <laughs> Man, I, Penny and I spent 25 years on airplanes traveling oh, wow. nonstop lecturing all over the world. I mean, we would, we would circle the globe twice a year on average. And I was doing, you know, a lot of times a hundred presentations a year. And, you know, when you add the numbers up, if I had 125 people in a room to 500, that's a lot of airplane rides to get to the people I can get to in one podcast, yeah. sitting in my beautiful office, smoking my favorite herbs and yeah. drinking my favorite tea and, and looking out the window at the mountains. And I, I just feel blessed for the whole podcast concept. I think it's just a, a great, great gift. And I also think it's our secret weapon against the uh, mm -hmm. brainwashers because we can use the same technology that they're using to, you know, try to control us and, you know, rip us off to say, Hey, wait a minute. We don't need CNN or NBC. We got people like Joe Rogan and Russell Brand and the rest of us that are going to give you the other side of the story. So I, I think it's just quite hilarious actually. Yeah. It's funny. It, it feels like um, the internet kind of backfired on their, their, their mission here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. We've, we've really taken control as much as they've tried to censor uh, us we found ways around and we figured it out and, and, you know, now we're on rumble and we're having a lot of fun there. And, uh, you know, that, but every, for, for a long, long time we were on, on, uh, YouTube and, um, we were just getting, uh, anything was a problem. Any keyword that uh, meditation would be a keyword to take us down. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was excellent to, to finally find a spot where we could really, uh, start to thrive over on rumble and uh, have a lot of fun here. So, but the, this, you're right with the podcast, with these shows, meeting the people is the most fun part and, and just creating something in that two hours or whatever amount of time. It's just so good. And you, and sometimes you meet friends through it, right? You become oh, good yeah. friends. It's yeah. great. So Jaron, you had something I'm, to add there? Oh, sorry, Paul. I'm, I'm missing Victoria's energy in this conversation. <laughs> I, I, my soul's telling me to ask Victoria to ask me her biggest toughest question she has hanging oh around that she hasn't gotten answered yet um gosh i don't know <laughs> i'm not good at like on the spot um i'll think of one go into your heart find find something that's been hovering around for a while i'm supposed to ask you that <laughs> gotcha. wow 
Yeah, it might be around like the pandemic. It might be you have a lot of questions, you know. She was a nurse that refused the vaccine and got fired. And uh, she's still Good in job. battles. Yeah, she's still in battles with them. They still won't hire people through. It's amazing. Yeah. So she's in struggle with that. So maybe well, a she's probably supposed to be doing this. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> she's That's... nursing the world now. <laughs> Love it. Beautiful answer there, Paul. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Um, Paul, through the uh, Czech Institute, you know, your what was your vision and how did that come about? How did you decide on an institute and you're going to just do this whole thing? Well, it's actually a funny story. Um, <laughs> you know, Charles Polican, do you guys know who Charles Polican is? Oh, I've heard the name. He's a I've very famous name. strength coach. He okay. was famous for uh, training 400 Olympic athletes and a lot of medal winners. And um, in my earlier years of developing the science of program design to teach people how to design exercise programs properly. I did a lot of worldwide literature searches and his name kept popping up. And one thing led to another and I made contact with him and asked permission to use some of his uh, papers that he'd written through university research on program design. And we struck up a friendship and he was pretty unknown in the United States. So one thing led to another, and, and he asked if I could help him get more known. So when I built my program design course, I included a fair bit of his research so that he would get exposed every time I taught these lectures, and, and also we filmed them. And so there are courses online and things like that these days. But he came to see me and work with me and watched what it is that I do. And, you know, he used to ask me all kinds of questions because he would write for various magazines like Muscle Media 2000 and things like that. But every now and then he'd get someone that would ask him a question that was so technical he couldn't answer it. So he would always ask me, how do I answer this question? And then he would give my answers uh, as, you know, ghost answers, you know, and it would often save him because he didn't know what to say. And there were some pretty <laughs> smart people coming after him. And so uh, what happened was he was he had trained up a team of strength coaches because he was very successful and had way more athletes than he could deal with. So he got a hold of me and said, I want to send my top three strength coaches to you to learn from you how to assess the core and how you uh, isolate and figure out how to bring these people back into balance and then move them back into high level sports conditioning. So I, I did work with these three athlete, uh, three strength coaches and what I taught them blew their mind. And, you know, they were so shocked that what I was teaching them was so unheard of. In fact, I'm the guy that invented the concept of the core. Most people don't realize that, but I, I developed the word core wow. for core conditioning and, and told, taught anatomically what the core is and how it functions at every level, including viscera, glands, cranial nerves, upper cervical spine. I showed that the head, neck, and jaw system is part of the core. And if you exclude that, you're going to have a lot of problems that you're never going to resolve. And so Charles uh, did a joint workshop with me at my then office, which is, you know, this is probably uh, 96 or so. And he said to me, Paul, he says, you know, if you didn't study another day, you'd still be ahead 20 years from now. He said, I don't know why you haven't started an institute to teach what you teach because the whole world needs to know this stuff. It's so fundamental and so important. 
and a light bulb went off in my head. And so I thought, well, maybe that's a good idea at this point. I'd already started developing videos and things just because I thought there was so much that people needed to know. So it was, actually, it was 1995. I, I started the Czech Institute in 1995 under Charles's impetus. He, he was the one that really pushed me from yeah. being a therapist full time and selling education on the side to building my entire system into a structured format, which now is the four-year Czech Academy program. And it, 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 it takes about seven years to do all my training, but we wanted to consolidate it into a four-year program. So that's how it got started in 1995. And, you know, I'd been doing this work uh, this coming January will be 40 years. So I've, wow. I've been at it for a long time and I've had time to really investigate a lot of different facets of what it means to be a whole human being. So I've spent a lot of time studying and I have an extremely comprehensive library, which is one of my hobbies is collecting the best books I can find worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Great stuff there. And and do you find that um, there's a lot of great information in the past, like way back when, you know, in the, in the night, in the early 1900s, stuff like that. Have you seen a lot of material back then that it was, it's, it's mind blowing. You see, I, a lot of people criticize me because I cite such old research and I always respond this way. The difference between today and in the forties, fifties and sixties is scientists then were true scientists that were in pursuit of the truth and they weren't funded by mm -hmm. corporations and drug companies and weren't being hired to manipulate the truth. I always say to people, you got to keep in mind, it's very hard to change someone's belief system when their paycheck depends on it. Yeah. And the, the, the science from people like Francis Marion, um, uh, uh, see, yeah, see, uh, I'm brain farting right now, but Francis Marion Pottinger, I believe it was no Weston. A yeah. Francis Marion Pottinger who wrote the book symptoms of visceral disease and Weston a price. And, uh, you know, people like Rob, Sir major general, uh, Robert McCarrison from the British military who, was asked to investigate, find who the healthiest people in the world were and figure out how to rehabilitate the British population. Because in the First and Second World War, uh, almost 50% of recruits could not be brought into the military because they were so nutritionally deficient and so unhealthy, they couldn't even rehab them. And so they put McCarrison on the job to figure out what the hell was going on. And they had the same problem in the United States, except they didn't address it. The British actually investigated it. So when you look into research like McCarrison's, where there's a real motive for national security, and they're trying to figure out why are all these young men who should be the healthiest people in our culture sick and, and disabled, and you can't even rehab them to make soldiers out of them. This is, you know, the First and Second World War. This happened two times. So, you know, in my library, I have a very large collection's of old books on almost every kind of science you can imagine from quantum physics to Jung's uh, collected works to many, many others. And I still find that today those people were exploring the, the absolute fundamentals of not only health, but uh, you know, the science of the universe, the science of, you know, quantum physics began in the early 1900s. And, so if you look at Jung, Carl Jung's dialogues with Wolfgang Pauli, who was one of the pioneers of quantum physics, for example, Jung and Pauli spent a lot of time investigating what is the psyche. They wanted to try to contextualize what the psyche is 
not only from a, a psychological perspective, but from a quantum physics or a science perspective. And ultimately they showed that the psyche at the top end was pure energy and at the bottom end was pure matter. And what we think of the chakras is strung between pure energy or pure potential or G-O-D. And at the bottom was matter. And so then Jung, of course, being a, a deep alchemist, and I'm an alchemist and I've developed an entire system of alchemy, showed that the alchemists going back centuries, even a couple thousand years had come to realize that very interestingly, when they were doing their experiments, they came across this strange realization that depending on what mood they were in, the chemical reactions reflected their mood. So if they were angry, they seemed to have more violent reactions. And if they were feeling dull, then the chemistry reacted very poorly and slowly. And so they all of a sudden came to this realization that somehow the material world is mirroring their psyche back at them. And that led to the development of what's referred to as spiritual alchemy, where they realized that the function of alchemy at the psychological level and the spiritual level is to extract the spirit out of matter. Mm. And so alchemy became a system of realizing that the truth of who you were as a spirit or as a soul or psyche was actually using the matter as a vehicle of experience, but you should not identify yourself with the physical matter. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of your body, but it means you shouldn't overly identify it as yourself because who you are is what's looking through your eyes and having the experiences, but it's not the body itself. So my point being is when you start looking back through <clears throat> older research like that, you see real honest pioneers doing real honest research often funding it themselves. For example, Rudolf Steiner's, one of the first student of Rudolf Steiner that actually came to the United States was Aaron Fried Pfeiffer, who's known to be the first biochemist ever, you know, really out there. And he funded all of his research by selling the produce he made from his own organic farm. So here's a guy who's heavily invested in doing honest research and had nobody funding him except his own produce from his organic farm. Mm. To me, that's the kind of person you want to listen to. That's the person you want to study. And I have to teach my students all the time how to analyze the study and how to look at study design because the grand majority, especially since COVID, of what people are seeing on the screen is a bunch of statistics, but they don't know how they got to those statistics. They don't know who's funding the study. And if you don't follow the money, you can never trust the, the study. And so when you look at study design, another example I've shown my students a thousand times is right, right up till very recently, medical journals pretty much had the same opinion. And that was that exercise will not help back pain. And as a therapist, I looked at that and I go, this is absolutely ridiculous. So I read hundreds of studies looking at the use of exercise for the tr treatment of back pain. And not one single one of those studies was even close to being designed properly. It was absolutely clear they did not understand acute exercise variables such as reps, sets, loads, tempo, and rest periods. They did not understand exercise selection. They did not know how to qualify a person for a study. They didn't know how to qualify the baseline group relative to the subjects in the study. So they had people that were just as sick and broken in the baseline group as they did in the study group. So how do you compare broken to broken and call that science. 
So I've shown my students over and over again, if you don't know how to design a study, then you don't know how to read one either. And so when you start seeing all the manipulation and all the foolishness that goes on in the name of science, and you look back at what was being done by the real pioneers, it's night and day, uh, honestly. It's, it's, it's sad. It, it's a bad joke, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You look back in history and you had people that were actually doing real stuff and they were funding it themselves in a lot of ways, which is, again, the most honest way you can go. Because as soon as you're funded by something, you're probably going to go that certain direction. They're going to lead you in that way. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's a saying, he who has the gold rules. And, and, yeah. and we need to be very conscious of that when we're looking at research, because uh, I don't think I need to expand on it, but wow, when you see how much manipulation there is and how many so-called scientists are succumbing to lies. I have a friend, actually the husband of one of my instructors uh, was an FDA agent for his whole career and recently retired, but he has told me many stories of medical doctors that he busted for publishing fake research that was never actually done in major medical journals with peer review and promoting the use of drugs that were actually not researched at all, that this guy was getting huge bribes just to write up and use his credibility as a medical doctor, or many of them were doing that. And he busted a, a long list of them for that. So you know, this is going on every day and, and it's never been more obvious than now since COVID. I mean, COVID's kind of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, shine light into the devil's closet. Yeah. And so now we can really see that we've got to start looking for, inspiring and supporting real scientists because we need them now more than ever. Yeah, for sure. And it's going to be kind of a grassroots effort in a lot of ways because we got it. That's where we got to get them from is, is from our local areas and find the people that are need their voices heard. And that's why we do shows like this as well. If we can find people, we can bring on shows that really have done the research and really are, are, are really credible people. Uh, that's where you can get a lot of good momentum going as well. So there's some great yeah. people out there. You ready, Victoria? <laughs> I was going to wait till after in a segment, but <laughs> uh, uh, not really. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> I know. I know. I've been like drilling my head trying to come up with a good one. Well, from your heart, as he said. So I know. let's do Jaren's manifestation moment. When we come back, right. uh, we will we will go to Victoria and she'll have her question ready for us. All right. I love it. All I right. love you, Victoria. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't here be we shy. Go. Here we go. Here's Jaren and the manifestation moment. So for today's manifestation moment, before I get into what's scheduled, I'm just going to feed off the show and just say, you know, current science, even in its truth, is catching up to what the ancients metaphysically understood a long time ago, you know, when you look at quantum physics. So talking about alchemy, um, for those that have not uh, seen, there's a segment in my one of my old manifestation moment segments on the nine sounds of alchemy, I coined it. A U Ma Om Nama Shivaya, and the power of sound 
and what it can do to your being, your consciousness and your physical body. You know, when you engage the quantum energy of what you are, the trinity of ah, and ma is om, which we've all heard, om, right? The hum of the universe. You have quantum fuel just from that technology. And then the elements of earth, water, fire, air, and ether uh, or spirit. These sounds, if you repetitively go, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you know, with those, those mantras, you will witness your whole reality change, your perception, and then your, your vibration, and then your ability to transform reality, um, external or your own body, your own psyche. So just as a quick tidbit for people, in my example of ancient knowledge that we have the benefit to utilize now, uh, check out the nine sounds of alchemy. Now for today, um, I want to talk about another I word, the great I, right? The great I am. Um, we have many eyes that we brought through on this show. You know, of course, we have the, the domain of God quantum pyramid where we talk about inspiration, right? Imagination, intuition, and intentional manifestation. So those being, you know, pure prime powers. We've discussed understanding. Many people have heard the truth or community move understanding into inner standing. And there are several others, but today I'm going to talk about insight. So insight. So this is not just insight as an epiphany, right? Oftentimes when we think of I had an insight, it's like this momentary epiphany, right? This intuitive knowing or, you know, some kind of channel, some kind of connection to source that you have this realization. Let's talk about consistent insight. Insight would mean internally putting light and information and details into who you are becoming and where you are heading, what you are manifesting, having true insight, true insight so much so that it doesn't even matter as much of the world of, uh, of, of appearances or the, the maya, the illusion, the reality that you see in front of you. That doesn't even matter as much. You know, it's there. You respond off of it. You act accordingly. But to your prime source being, well, I know who I am inside, right? And I know where it is I'm heading. So number one, it's insight into who and what you really are, right? So who and what you really are is an awakening. It's an ongoing, inevitable, forever process. To me, enlightenment is never ending. It never ends. You'll always transcend your or transform who you were before. Transform is literally to move beyond the form of what you once were, right? Or what once was. And you will always be in enlightenment. However, as an earthling here on this earth plane, we have an awakening at some point that we realize no matter what's going on, I inevitably am having a human experience. So who I am has the opportunity to, to always transform, to always consciously through time through effort through energy through faith transform okay so who and what i really am all of us need to really grasp that insight you know not just having a spiritual experience and then it's gone but the dedication to understand no matter what's going on that's who i really am okay next that's who you are you define it for yourself number two is who am i becoming the next version of yourself, right? Not the same old version that's observing your reality that's in the loops of what once was or what society told you you were. A new fresh identity where you are forming who you're becoming, your next version of self. So daily practices towards who am I ideally? Who am I 
or at the very least in my next step? Who will I be six months from now, for example? Not just going out into the world as what you once were and reacting, right? Defining ideally your next step of growth. And then third being, what are you manifesting? So that you have such insight into who you are, who you're becoming, and where you're going. Now, you're in the unknown of the magic, of the mystery. We've often talked about how you want to really live life in the unknown as far as the visible world of time. You don't project how... You're not attaching identities to, to, to situations and to, and to, you know, reality construct. You're in the unknown. But inside, you're very intentional. Inside, you, you have a map, right? You're so intentional on the effect of what it is you're causing to happen inside yourself that you know you're inevitably getting there. You know that no matter what happens, you're going to go back inside and you're going to reach that threshold, Right. So this gets into the basic manifestation techniques we've discussed many times in the show or (laughs) a variety of other people that you can learn out there. I often talk about the mastermind of your vision. Right. So we're visioning the next version of ourselves and feeling it as if we are now or revisioning where we're man, what we're manifesting and we're feeling it as if we're now the other one being mantra and sound, like I mentioned before, the power of your voice. And third being the action of writing. So for those of you, journaling has a ton of power when you're putting your thoughts onto paper. Lastly, for today, with this insight that you're constantly building into yourself, this is who I am, this is where I'm going, this is who I'm becoming, this is the next ideal version of myself. I have the, the faith and, and, the, and the audacity to tell myself I can be this person. Yes, I can accomplish great things. I can experience so many things. And here's my intentions now, right? Okay, comes in two practices. The first one would be developing a, a, like what I call a quantum vortex, where you commit yourself to a certain period of time, not five seconds, not five minutes, where you're going inside, you're feeling your relative future. And you stay there. I don't care if you journal, then you meditate, then you get inspired, then you have something healthy to eat, then you go back and you intend again, then you voice things out, then you get in your passion, then you go back and meditate, then you verbalize things, you get your vibration to rise. Can you stay in that vortex even for three hours, let alone three days? Let's say three hours you want to transform your life. You get into that vortex. You deny all the things responsibilities and and external things that you have going on and you commit to developing a high vibration for more time because time is so important when you look even at the quantum physics of it the relative time you're going vertical right not out here but your prayer your intention your programming of self so that's one version is see if you can take a time three hours to really master your reality and master yourself or even just inquire and intuit and feel your body and feel your mind and observe your thoughts. The other version is the practice, spiritual discipline, right? Having habits daily where you're giving yourself even at minimum 20 minutes, 20 minutes to set yourself, to intend, to feel, to even intend on your day. Even if you don't have great dreams you want to focus on, You're going to intend on how your day is going to go. You're going to intend on how you're going to feel, how you're going to act, how you're going to respond instead of react. And then you're going to step out in your day and you're going to remember that. You'll remember it. You'll notice yourself acting more 
in your fresh, new, intended self if you have these practices. So remember daily habits and also remember give yourself an adequate amount of time to really get into a vortex and really what you would say get closer to quantumly creating your reality, you know, where you can do it faster, easier, quicker. But to do so, you got to go deeper, you got to have more time, you got to rise higher, and you got to embody it. You got to ground in. You got to feel it, not just psychologically. You got to feel it in your body. And in all this, you can develop insight so that no matter what's going on in the world of illusion, you know you're growing and you know where you're heading. And then you're in the mystery and the joy of life. And then you learn your cosmic human design and it helps you understand some steps and strategies and intuitive impulses along the way to help you navigate it as you're driving to that destination. The destiny is just a destination you will at one point arrive to. And that is your manifestation moment for today. All right. Thank you, Jaron. That was really good stuff. Powerful stuff there. Uh, Paul, when it comes to manifestation and you have people come to you and want to create things in their life, create more money, create you know, better health, those type of things, how do you get them to their mindset in the right place to do that manifestation for themselves? One love, two forces, three choices, four doctors. That's, That's the steps. You know, you can't, that is manifestation, you know, um, to heal is to manifest, to put muscle on your body, to lose weight, to enhance your sex life through states of mind, breathing, diet practices, whatever it is, it's manifestation. I think the, the biggest thing for me is qualifying the dream. Cause you know, when I ask people to give me their dream goal or objective, then I get a lot of things that are you know, like a 25 year old saying, I want to be a millionaire next year. And I'm like, well, what's, how much money did you make last year? And, you know, 40,000. And well, that's, that's quite a big hop. How, but if we uh, work on holding the vision of being a millionaire, but set realistically achievable goals to get there. And if you achieve, you know, the science of goal setting says you shouldn't set a goal that's greater than 50% of what you've previously achieved because statistically the likelihood of achieving it goes down. Why? Because unconsciously you already know it's not likely. Right. So I say, okay, why don't we take your 40,000 let's see if we can turn it into 60 and shoot for that in the next three to six months. And if you accomplish that sooner, then we can say, now that we got 60, let's go for 90 because that's 50% of 60. And if you make it to a million in a year, then you can really celebrate that you did the work and you took the steps. But if you shoot for something that's not well qualified, I find that the internal process, the soul's truth beacon knows that that's not a realistically achievable thing. So there's there's this sort of self-limiting process that happens. I think we all know when we're bullshitting ourselves. <laughs> and uh, by the way, uh, Jared, I really loved your manifestation moment. It made me want to ask you guys a question. Are you familiar with what the word OM, A-U-M underscore as a code 
breaks down to and what it means? Share with us. A is awe, I awaken. Ooh is I'm dreaming. Mm -hmm. Eating the mm -hmm means I'm falling asleep. Underscore means end of cycle, new creation. So awe, I awaken. Childhood, springtime. Ooh, I'm dreaming. Summertime, early adolescence, adulthood. I'm creating my dream. Mm -hmm. I'm falling asleep. 50 years old or older. It's fall fruiting phase. Collecting the fruits of your labors and your dreaming. Underscore. End of cycle, the veil is lifted, and I get to find out who I really have been this whole time. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Great stuff there, Paul. Wow, Love, yeah. it. Love that one. <laughs> yeah. There was also one other thing I wanted to share that's in line with what you were sharing, Jaron. And that are you guys familiar with who Plotinus was? Mm, no, I don't think so. Oh man, you guys would find Plotinus phenomenal. Yeah. Plotinus is very deep. He was a Greek metaphysician and philosopher. But Plotinus identified the three qualities of the soul, which were very in line with what you were sharing in your manifestation moment. So if you draw a triangle, at the top of the triangle is abiding. So the soul abides. The higher self is always abiding. On the bottom left hand of the triangle, you have reflection so the soul is constantly in a state of self-reflection because memory is very essential to the soul or it wouldn't really know who it was or what it was doing or how it can grow from its experiences and on the bottom right hand of the triangle is representation so re dash presentation so as you abide you reflect on what you've done what you've created how your relationships are going and how that relates to your dream and then with the realization that you get, you represent yourself in ways that are more congruent with your stated dream, goal, objective, or path for your life. So OM is really, you see it built into everything. Every single cycle there is, is an expression of OM. From your the life of a subatomic particle to a hormone in your body to a yearly cycle to the cycle of the Earth or the cycle of a galaxy or a universe... So Ohm is really the foundation of everything. It's God singing itself into existence. And then the three qualities of the soul, you have God, because only God can give a soul. This is why the Vedas say Atman is Brahman and Brahman is Atman. So the soul in you is God in you having the joy of pretending to not be God so you can figure it out. And then um, when you understand these three qualities of the soul, then you realize that God is the subject that is the witness. So we all have a subject in us. So you're the subject of you is listening to me. I'm the object of your awareness. But one of God's favorite tricks is that the subject in all of us is God. And everything that we like or dislike is also God. <laughs> so when you finally wake up to realize that God is the subject and the object, it gets to be quite funny because you realize everyone's looking for God, but <laughs> you couldn't be more wrapped in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a really, 
That's a really good realization right there. <laughs> it's actually quite funny. I, I mean, the first time that I woke up to that, I, I, I was laughing and crying for hours because I thought, Jesus, God is such a trickster. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a paradoxical. It, it's it's so funny, like how it all works and and how we live these lives of experience, and we get so wrapped up in the details and the little bits, right? And and the things that are bothering us and the emotional things. And then when you go big picture, you're like, wow, it's just it's just an experience. It's a play. It's a it's a story that we're 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 living, and we're just it feels like almost like a a video game. You know, we're kind of this character. And we're just going through and we're having our experiences and things are going wrong. And there's the villain and there's the good guy and there's this and there's that. And there's all these people playing these parts. And then it all ends up being all one, right? And all God. And it's just it's just so interesting how it all wraps into that. So there, There's something I want to add to that that a lot of people don't realize. And that is that, you know, a lot of people's religious conception of God is that God is perfect. So in, in Christianity, for example, you have omnipresence, omniscience, omnipotence, etc. Omni means all, right? So what people don't realize is that if you're omniscient, all-knowing, you can't know if that's actually true until you experience it. So the only way God can experience itself is to come into being and then live out its own ideas. And we're in a real-time feedback loop, not only with the entire universe, but with God itself. You know, I, I, I keep trying to remind people, look, if you, if you understood that God has infinite processing power, infinite processing speed, infinite intelligence, and infinite resources, what could you create if you had that ability? Well, the answer is anything and everything. And that's exactly what God is, is anything and everything, and it's all possible anytime, any place. And so we and the created universe are how God is self-referencing its own infinite knowing, without which there can be no experience. Therefore, God can never really know itself to be true, and perfection has constantly got to be checked against itself. So paradoxically, the imperfection that makes us human and makes us unique is being checked against the perfection all the time. And ultimately when we come to the point of, you know, ready for Nirvana, we become the perfection again. But as soon as we do it, we, we, we realize that there's a lot more to create. And so we just fall right back into the game again. So it's, 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 it's really quite a, a, a beautiful surprise <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yes and uh you know when you realize you when you have those moments of realization of of just how amazing it all is you really do it's emotional it's like wow this is like powerful stuff we're doing right now uh you know when we get away from that we pull ourselves back just to, to view it all and say wow look at the beauty of this all and you know i i love going into nature and and ex and just exploring in nature and just enjoying nature and watching nature and how you know trees grow on a side of a a bank and they put their roots in and somehow they're standing and you know all the the way the bugs are moving and everything and it's just it's just so much fun to just sit there and enjoy God right in nature and see just the natural things not the the things we do all the time with the up here and the got to get this done and the stress and the everything and we're not really being 
we're, we're, we're experiencing life, but we're not experiencing what it is to be just human and just there and just in the moment. And when you're in that moment, it's just so much beauty and fun and, and just, like you said, nirvana for that moment. But we don't always want to stay there. We want to go and experience life again. So it's in the same same routine there. You know, We have our moments where we get into our real good uh, centered of the heart, meditations, uh, in the moment, just enjoying life. And then we go, okay, let's go out and experience some things. Let's have some disasters happen. <laughs> and we'll come back to here and we'll figure it all out again. And this is how we should be living. But but we, we don't, one of the lessons I learned from uh, uh, The Peaceful Warrior was, you know, don't take life too seriously and don't take yourself so seriously. Enjoy the adventure, enjoy it and, and have some fun and some laughs and some dancing and some music because it's not all about being serious. It's about experiencing things and enjoying the experience. Even though Jaren gets in an accident, he finds a way afterwards to have, uh, you know, reflection and have some funny things that happen, maybe a little laugh or, you know, look at things the way they happen and say, geez, you know, it's amazing how life happens like that. Now I'm so grateful in this moment to have my life. And to, you know, so it's, a, it's an amazing experience, the whole thing and uh, where you can take it, you know, so good stuff. So, uh, Victoria. Yeah. Why don't we get to uh, your question for Paul now? I know it's shocking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do you got for him? Um, I don't know. I was having a hard time picking a decision or a subject, I guess. Um, there's so many ways I could go with this. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so quick, um, I guess my question would be like, as my children get older, um, I have a situation where I have a separate household with my children. Um, father got more time in the last three years. I was once primary. Um, and I felt ever since then, them pulling away. So how does a mother just not only seeing what I feel is manipulation, um, but to the simple fact that they're growing up to be adults. My oldest is going to be 16 in July. My youngest is 11. Um, I feel like all my hard work to keep them balanced and well-rounded is kind of being unlearned and turned into victimhood and negativity. And I find that I'm losing myself in the battle of keeping my kids at bay to once they, to what they once were. Very good question. Um, just so you know, I'm 61. I have a 43-year-old son, a grandson, a seven-year-old boy, and a a daughter that will be four in July. So I've experienced a lot and understand what you're going through. I think as parents, it's easy to consciously or unconsciously fall into the trap of thinking that these are our children, but really they're all God as a unique soul that have chosen us to get the schooling they need to enter into the world of creativity to bring the gifts that they have within them to the world. And as a parent, you know, I watched my first son get lost in gambling and start experimenting with a lot of drugs. And, and you know, what I tried to instill in him is his name's Paul too. I said, 
you know, Paul, this is when he was younger uh, with the drugs. I said, look, I, I happened to be working with a SWAT police officer and we were just having a conversation while I was had him on the treatment table and told him that, you know, now my son's starting to play around with LSD and other stuff. And at the thing, I think at the time he was probably in like the 10th grade or something like that. And uh, I said, I'd really like to educate him on these drugs so that he's more well-informed. And the SWAT police officer happened to say, well, we have to do all this training on all these drugs. And actually, we actually try some of them so that we can see what it is that we're wow. dealing with. So I could give you our police reports detailing exactly what the drugs are and what happens to people when they take them, which is designed to help us know what to be prepared for. So he gave that to me. It was a binder, you know, wow. I don't know, maybe an inch and a half thick. And so I said to my son, I said, look, if you want to make adult decisions, you have to realize you have to accept adult responsibility. When you're doing these kinds of drugs, you can lose control of tools, cars. You can get in yourself in a lot of situations because your rational mind is disabled by the drugs. So I'm not going to tell you no. By the way, my my brother was a drug addict and he ultimately committed suicide at mm. 34. So from the age of uh, from the seventh grade on, he was a drug addict. So I lived Ugh. with a drug addict and saw what happens personally. Yeah. And so I told my my son about my brother and, and how that you know, really messed his life up. Uh, but so I gave my son these drug reports and I gave him homework each day and he had to read them. And that way I knew at least he knew what he was doing. So having watched him go through this and many other things, what, what I would share to you is that if you look at your own brothers and sisters, for example, you have brothers and sisters who all who came from the same mom and dad, ate at the same breakfast, lunch and dinner table, yeah. were taught the same things. It's amazing that they can be radically different. And that's because they're different souls. And as a mother, your work has been to ground them in the essential principles of life, the importance of caring for their body, the importance of having rationality, having the capacity for discernment and judgment, et cetera, et cetera. But because they are in the process of becoming individuals, they naturally begin to reject mom and dad's ideas, which is their warrior phase, where they have to identify who it is that they are, what they stand for, and what they're willing to fight for, live for, and die for. And we have to step back so that that process can unfold. And as scary as it is, like I watched my son losing piles of money gambling and traveling all over the place, trying to get rich quick, um, I watched him experimenting with drugs and it was very stressful, but I had to just, you know, not the more you try to control, the more they reject. So what I found is, is that you can rest on this assurance that you've planted the seeds within their heart and in their psyche of common sense and all the things that are important to you. But each of them has to go test their ideas or they're never really going to be an individual. They're always going to be mommy with a different name or daddy with a different name. And so they're not going to individuate. So when you trust that you've put the seeds in there, just know that great spirit sends the pain teacher to help rectify imbalances and you're a nurse. So, you know, be ready to say, ah, you got a visit from the pain teacher. How nice. <laughs> What did you learn? 
and <laughs> and make sure that when the pain teacher shows up, that they have enough conscious awareness of their role in creating the visit, right. that they don't invite the pain teacher repeatedly over and over again. And, you know, my son's gambling issues were quite stressful for the whole family, but lo and behold, he finally found the woman of his dreams. She had three boys from her previous marriage. When he realized the responsibility and the commitment of love, because love comes with commitment and responsibility, he honestly realized that the gambling was too dangerous to create stability for his family and his own new baby. And he gave it up and he gave up the drugs. And now I look at him and I go, wow, it took a long time for him to kind of get what I was trying to get to him. But once love got a hold of him, then the roots that I had planted in him came online. And now he acts like a responsible, uh, committed father, husband, contributor. But for the first, you know, 25 or 30 years of his life, I was worried that, you know, the rails were coming off. <laughs> yeah. So my, my ultimate conclusion is trust love and know that the pain teacher always comes to guide us when the soul's not on its path and that visits from the pain teacher are how we awaken and then we get the responsibility of knowing that we rang the alarm clock. Mom didn't try to force it to go off at 2 a.m. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. What'd you think of that, Victoria? That's beautiful. Thank yes. you so much. Yeah, I've great. learned it the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great stuff there, Paul. I'm glad you initiated the question because that, that really was a very real moment and a very, really great stuff there. And uh, I love, uh, I love your sharing of, of your past experience. And uh, it's important for people to hear those things and, and to, to, oh, they're to, not alone too. to understand that. Yes. Not at all. Yeah. That, I've got two little ones and they're both wild as wild uh, gas. I mean, that's you know, I have, yeah, I have two wives as you probably know, and Angie's a shaman and a very powerful woman, but you know, you mix Angie and me together and you've got liquid dynamite, man. And, and, you know, TNT and both of our kids are showing lots of signs of genius, but really wild. Like they want to get into everything and, and it's to the extreme, whether it be racing cars down the hill and smashing uh, into brick walls and bloodying their faces or yeah. falling off of things. I mean, yep. it's just like, I look at this and I go, Oh my God, I yeah. have to look at myself every day and it's scary as hell yeah. and when you know angie is a very fiery powerful mexican shaman with you know like uh, wow i don't even know how to tell <laughs> no you words. except no, no words <laughs> yeah when you put no me and her together it's like oh, holy shit this is like two little volcanoes running around <laughs> so funny. you know i have to go through this twice again but at least you know, I'm mature enough now to be a parent that isn't trying to control, but is nurturing and knows that these two kids are going to meet the pain teacher. Uh, and and they, we all have to, we all need to, because otherwise we just bullshit ourselves into thinking that what isn't true is true. And that's really the beginning of the end. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I can feel in your field, uh, Victoria, there's a lot of love in you. And I know you did your best to raise these kids. 
So now it's time to just let them go into their warrior phase. I have an archetypal system that shows how life progresses. So first we're a child, then we become a warrior. That's where we reject mom's ideas, dad's ideas, school's ideas, controller's ideas, authority's ideas. And we have to define what it is who, that we are and what we're willing to live for and die for. And that's just a natural part of our development. You can't avoid it. If you try to stop it to protect kids, then you kill the warrior and they won't evolve and they become codependents for the world and you. Then we can evolve to our king or queen stage, which means we achieve a level of legitimate mastery at something. We control our own domain we can feed ourselves. We're not codependent for money. We're not constantly begging mommy and daddy to rescue us. And we have authentic mastery and we're recognized as a master for what we do. And that's when the ego has to come to meet itself. And that's where we have basically um, in Arthur Young's structure stages of consciousness, that's called the choice point where we decide, do we keep inflating the ego that we developed and realize how much work that is? Or do we go into our second simplicity, simplify our lives and work on the wise man, wise woman archetype so we can have empathy and compassion for everything we've seen and done and give back to other people. So each stage you go, you lose a percentage of the people, just like any mastery program. You got lots at the bottom of the pyramid, not many at the top. So lots of children, a lot of beginning warriors, but not many of them become a king or a queen. And of the kings and queens, only a small number become wise men and wise women. But because you have many, many, many lifetimes to uh, work on it, you just have compassion for people and know that your kids are going into their warrior stage and having you as their empress and mother archetype and their father, I suspect, means that they know where to go when the hero's journey gets tough and they need a reliable mentor. So I found when they come ask you questions, that's when they're ready to listen. But if you keep <laughs> telling them stuff, then it, their shell just gets harder. Yeah, I know with uh, me as a kid, you know, my father is a very wise man and and, and he's very good at uh, uh, looking at life and finding the the good answer the the, the great answer there that that needs to be said but i didn't i wanted to go out and experience it myself so the the advice he gave me a lot of times i didn't pay attention to and yeah. i had to go out and experience it myself the hard way and then when i started figuring things out i was like oh dad knows what he's talking about <laughs> so yeah it's just yeah. You, you have to go through it you have to you have to do your own experiments and find out for sure. So the best you can, thing you can do is just educate them and say, this is this is what you're probably getting into when you go into that direction. So just so you know. You know, and I like yeah. that hurt doctor thing. That's great. Yeah, I love oh, that. the yeah. hurt doctor. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm going to have to start using the, that. The, the pain, <laughs> teacher. pain teacher. Pain yeah, teacher. It's yes. true. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Great stuff there. Guaranteed um, enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. My youngest needs to know that one for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you can rest assured it's coming. The world guarantees you will meet yourself. Yeah, yeah the, the mirror, like as you said, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. yeah. All right, Paul, we're going to get into the Greg Schumacher experience. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with you and get into the Sunshine News. So here is the Greg Schumacher experience. The Greg Schumacher, the Greg Schumacher experience. We're going all the way back to 1984. When this movie came along, 
and change the culture. Change the way we You're thought ready. of things and the terms that we knew, like wax on, wax off, and Daniel's son. That's right, we're talking about the Karate Kid this week and uh, its influential teachings in this movie. Let's take a look at some of the highlights. Show me wax on, wax off. Hey. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Concentrate. Look in my eye. Lock a hand. Thumb inside. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on. Wax off. Rush. Show me painter fence. Up, down. Up, down. Up, down. Other side. Look, I. Always look, I. Show me painter house. Side, side. Lock wrist, side, 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 side. Ush. Show me wax on, wax off. Yes! 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 Show me paint the fence. Yes! 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 Show me side to side. Yes! 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 Show me sand of floor. Hot! Oh yes, Mr. Miyagi. Teaching lessons through chores, number one. A very interesting thing there. You know, we learn about wax on, wax off. We learn about paint the fence. All of these different ways of techniques to block and play defense. And we can take messages away from this. You know, when we're in our chores, when we're in our daily activities, what are we learning? Are we more caught up in the activity we're doing and how hard it is and how uh, stressed out we are and how much time we got? Or are we enjoying life and its journey? Are we seeing the lessons in what we're doing? You know, Mr. Miyagi was such an excellent teacher and he taught this young Daniel son the inside out of a warrior. He taught him how to be brave on the inside, how to understand life. And that's what we teach here at Rise TV. And of course, what Paul Check does, you know, we teach this kind of stuff for foundation, for fundamentals of being a human being and, and understanding ourselves being the, the strength from the inside. We're so fixated on the external world, the Cobra Kai's of the world, right? You know, that, that series is now popular. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, interesting that, you know, something that was developed in 1984 is as a series in 2023. So what a carry of lessons through time that we can still be watching this kind of material and still be learning things from it. It's so interesting, martial arts and the way we uh, 
can develop life around the philosophy of martial arts. Uh, there's so much value in learning strength, but softness at the same time. How to be yin and yang, which you know, Mr. Miyagi taught a lot of balance to Daniel's son. Balance works in physicality, absolutely, right? You wanna stay balanced whenever you're being physical in anything, sports, fighting, or chores, whatever it might be. You know, you're climbing that big ladder at home, you don't wanna have, uh, you don't wanna be off balance. So balance is very important to us in the physicality of life, but it's also very important in our mind. And it's also very important in our spirit. And then all three combined. Are you lacking strength in one area or another? You know, are you more mental? Are you more a physical person? Are you more a spiritual person? Where can you find the balance in the three? Where can you find the balance in life, right? In general, between living in that 3D stressed out, you know, not enough time, got to hurry here, got to hurry there uh, life, or the more 5D thinking, right? The more looking at life as a chessboard, looking at life in a way of, of comfort and flow and allowing things to happen because we are living from the inside out. It sounds better to live from the inside out, doesn't it? But we're not taught that way. And it takes... Things like this movie or teachers that come along, like a Paul Check, like people at Rise, like people at many other coaches around the country and world that teach how to live from the inside out, how to develop that inside skill that we're not taught in schools, at jobs, even in family life, right? Because it's just generational. We haven't been taught how to be that spiritual strength of the being and then live, right? So those are the amazing lessons in this Karate Kid movie. And it was so uh, fun to live this up and down story of Daniel's son. And as he matures and grows and starts to un understand himself and life and how to be balanced and how chores can be taught how to do many other things in life. So next time either you're trying to get your kids to do some chores or yourself has to do chores, think about the lessons in those chores and what they could be used for. Think about how you can find strength and understanding from the things you're doing. And that's how we defeat the game of life. All right, everybody. This was Rise Studio G bringing you the Greg Schumacher experience. Okay, we are back. There's the Karate Kid was a little lesson there this week for Mr. Miyagi and all those uh, type of um, wonderful philosophies he gave. Uh, Paul, when we talk about... Um, influential movies you know things that are out there that are that are a lot of fun to watch and actually gain some lessons from do you have any movies that you enjoy that that might kind of invigorate you and give you some some fun insight oh you know i think there's a lot of great movies um 
you know, I spend most of my time watching documentaries. Occasionally I'll watch a, you know, I, you know, I'm an ex paratrooper and, you know, I, I have a real badass period in my life where I was pushing the envelope on everything. So I like a good action movie, but, um, I think the movie that keeps rising up is David Bohm's biography. I can't remember the exact title of it, but it's on Amazon. Um, if you search David Bohm, it's a fairly recent um, movie about his life. Uh, you, you guys, I'm sure, know who David Bohm is, but man, he, he the movie is just an amazing expose of what he had to go through to really address some of the the inadequacy inadequacies and confusion in quantum theory and how he developed an entire different approach and Oppenheimer was his uh professor I think for his PhD thesis and he actually solved a mathematical problem that even Oppenheimer couldn't solve and so, and so instead of giving him the credit where it was due and and realizing how smart Bohm was he told everyone to stay away from him tried to trash his career Wow. But then brought him in on the Manhattan Project and all this sort of stuff and tried to keep him isolated so Oppenheimer wouldn't have to deal with his ego getting uh, put in check by David Bohm. But, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of movies that I've really loved. Uh, I, I, I would say most of them are probably crazy action movies, but um, I just love them all. I mean, I think movies are such a great depiction of of the story of God, right? God's, you know, the great movie maker and there's protagonists, there's antagonists, you know, uh, you know, Star Wars is a great example. In fact, you know, on that, when the whole COVID thing started kicking off and it was obvious to me that this was the world's greatest psyop and the mm -hmm. ever done. Yeah. JP Sears, as you might know, is one of my longtime students and was an instructor for me for probably five or six years. And he, he and I were, talking by text and i said to him how are you doing with all this bs that's going on he said well at first i got really irritated but then i realized every luke skywalker needs a darth vader and we've got <laughs> ours now so i'm in the game so i was like yeah baby <laughs> here it is <laughs> oh that's great that's a great perspective yeah. to have and yeah, use it as a strength. All right, here we go. It's time for us to rise up then in, 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 in our own ways. That's amazing. Great By the way, uh, is the Karate Kid series, which network is that on? I think it'd be great for Mono to watch. Yeah, ne Netflix, series. I believe, is what oh, uh, Cobra Kai is on. Yes. Yep, I'm absolutely. looking for something to watch with him because all the stuff I like is pretty either too boring for him or yeah. not stuff I want a kid that age to see. So. Yeah. I'm right. going to start on the Karate Kid series with him because we I love bonding with him over things that he likes. Like, you know, he wanted to watch the new Top Gun so many times. Oh. I thought I was going to have Top Gun nightmares for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that was an excellent movie, oh, but yeah. I don't know about 10 times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, OK, I, I'm I'm I, now I'm like feeling like I'm stuck inside this movie. You right. Know? <laughs> it's Groundhog's Day every day for Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think Victoria had one more question for you. Is that correct? Oh, right Victoria? on. Oh, um, sure. Um, I don't have it like in a particular. Um, so I guess my question, we've mentioned healthcare and we mentioned finances, right? It's a huge struggle for a lot of people. So um, with me being a nurse for the past 12 years or so, um, the struggle going to work as a nurse right now is is very hard. Um, thankfully, I found a job that's willing to accept me 
without being vaccinated. Um, but there's a lot of jobs that aren't. And I would love to get away from, I'm feeling like I'm no longer helping people in healthcare uh, because I feel like it's more of a financial thing right now. Every patient is counted as a number versus yeah. like us actually helping them. Like at my job right now, we have 15, we have three patients coming in every 15 minutes. And I'm like, how do you even have quality time with them to help them if you're just pushing them out the door as quick as they come in. Um, but how do you find the balance of work and finances? Like I want to get away from my career, but I'm afraid of losing my career at the same time because we wouldn't financially be able to like afford it. So I want to pursue like a, my own career, so to speak, and create my own type of business. But I'm just, I guess I'm feeling kind of stuck in how do you find that strength to let go of something you're so familiar with, but feel like you can do so much better? Well, I don't think you need to let go of it. I think you just need to take your own embodiment of, of what it needs to be in order to be, you see, if I said, Victoria, what would you change about nursing in particular that if you participated in it every day, if you could become the administrator of the hospital and say, this is what we're going to do now, what would it look like? And you would immediately begin saying, well, we're going to stop doing this. We're not going to overdrug people. We're going to practice the Hippocratic Oath. And, it, you know, you'd probably write for a day nonstop <laughs> with all the changes. Yeah. And so you see, the thing is, Victoria, you already know what you need to do. Yeah. The problem is, is I think you're trying to do it inside of a hospital system, which is trying to like plant, plant you know, Jesus said, don't throw pearls to swine. You, you, you can't plant good organic seeds in toxic chemical soil and expect them to grow. So what I feel inspired to tell you is that if you looked into my holistic lifestyle coach level two program, which is a turnkey program for professional holistic lifestyle coaches, which has many nurses in it who all came to me for exactly the same reasons. In fact, one of my buddies, Nathan Riley, who's our family OBGYN, he got fired from working at a hospital because he let an old man take his mask off because the guy was really sad and alone and he wanted to talk to him face to face and they yeah. fired him for it. And so That's I crazy. said, Nathan, just go through my training and take what you do and use it as a holistic vehicle. So he uh, took my advice. And what I'm telling you is if you take HLC one and two, both of which you can do online, that gives you sort of a package that gives you assessments and sets you up. But the key point I'm driving at for you, Victoria, and maybe this is why we're here today. You could start a membership program where people pay you a monthly fee and you put the basic education that they need to address all the basic diet and lifestyle stuff, the common things that you see in the hospital preventatively. And the way Nathan did it is he's, he's on call and they can, they have access to him through his membership and he answers their questions and he's making far more money than he ever did as a medical doctor in a hospital and people are getting real help and he can take the time he needs. So he put a whole bunch of online lessons together covering the key basics. Mm. And then he gives little presentations. He shares the best products for body care, from toothbrushes to body soaps to, 
you know, his orientation is birthing, right? So his is really about new mothers and early parents. That's so funny. But I think yeah. for you, you've got this great opportunity to create this huge catch net and start a membership program where you actually do what you should be doing, which is educating people on A, what to do if you have these problems before you go to the hospital. Here's how you know if you need to go to the hospital. And then this is what you can do. And if that works, then you don't need to go to the hospital and you can call me for help and support. So you can put yourself in this mother goose position, mm -hmm. give them the basic education as part of the membership, but then be on call to help people make tricky decisions because there's hardly any doctors or nurses they can trust to make mm -hmm. those decisions. Right. Yeah. For example, how many mothers might call you and say, my daughter wants to go on birth control. I don't know what to do. Or Ugh. she wants to get the HPV vaccine and, and because they're pumping it at school. Yeah. It, you could easily make a phenomenal living, set your own hours and have the freedom you want, giving people exactly what you know they need but planting all these seeds in fertile soil where they'll actually grow. Mm, I love it. Wow. I wouldn't doubt if it yeah. grew so big, you needed 20 nurses to help you manage it all. <laughs> I, I love the fact that you said he does birthing. That's really cool. Um, Cause I have been looking in this, uh, the direction of being like a baby doula or something. So I love everything that you just mentioned. It's awesome. This, just go on my podcast and, and search Nathan Riley. And, and if you want, email me, I'll connect you to him. He can talk to you about how he set his whole system up. But, but I think ultimately the reason I'm here today is to help guide you to that, because I think one, you know, you're obviously very intelligent. You're, you've got experience being in front of people. You guys run such a beautiful show. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Just take, take the same concept and give it as a gift to the not only the people of Australia, but you see online, you can do this for everybody in the world. So now your, 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 you know, your umbrella reaches around the globe and you know what? Hit the street running baby and watch yourself giggle all the way to real health and real wisdom and real medicine and get people in there that are diet and lifestyle coaches, chefs that, you know, I got to hook you up with Joe Rushton, one of my instructors, who's a chef in Australia. She's amazing. She's been on Australian television. That's great. I mean, you can set yourself up with just the most amazing gift in the world, control it yourself, set your hours, and then go to bed at night knowing that you are actually doing what is honest medicine and really what is medicine without education it's nothing wow great stuff there paul love it um yeah we're we're, we're not in australia we're in we're in new york but, oh okay uh, i'm sorry that's uh, all right uh, well new york needs it just as bad <laughs> yes yeah, absolutely true. it does and you can work on the australians from new york <laughs> <laughs> well we have some guests that we've had from I have. australia oh. So amazing I stuff. Several there. from over there. Yeah. 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 Jaren's got a bunch of clients from over there as well. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Uh, yeah. Great stuff there, Paul. Um, I love your, your vision, right. And the way you can see things and unfold them for people that, that was a really uh, important moment for Victoria and, she was very inspired by that. So I thank yes. you for that, for thank sure. You. Yeah, from a husband to, to, you know, to, to you, to a wife. I mean, thank you for doing that because it, it does give her a lot of inspiration and direction for what she wants well, to as, do. As soon as I got on the call, Victoria's soul was pulling on me Stop and, and it. saying, I need your help. And that's why I said earlier, Victoria, ask me your toughest question. Uh, you know, I'm quite sensitive to people's energy fields. Yeah. And 
you know, even when you're on the internet, you're, you're, yeah. you see the internet, there's the illusion of separation, but you guys all know at the heart, we're really the, the same consciousness. So it's kind of like when your back etches, your, your hand reaches back to scratch it, but it's the same thing. It's your, your hand is your backs, right? Yeah. So the back is saying, scratch me. And you, you know, you were telling me you needed a little scratch and I just happened to be open to it. And I, and I'm, I'm grateful that I could uh, not only answer some questions for you guys, and for you, Victoria, but I really love your show. It's 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 actually one of the best run shows, if not oh, the gosh, best run show it. I've ever seen yet wow. in my yeah. life. So it's quite inspirational for me. That is honorable to hearing that what you guys are so doing. And I and I think the quality of information all of you are putting out is is top notch. And it's a it's really what the world needs a lot more of. So I I, I hope you guys just ultimately take over all the tv networks oh. and flood the earth with all this stuff thank wow you so thank you so much that paul it's the, the plan thank you great yes. stuff uh paul can you stick around for victoria sunshine oh, news or do you have to go i still have to do no, it no I, I i'm with you so uh okay I'll, I'll, you tell me when it's time to go and then i'll, I'll go all right sounds good all right we're gonna yeah, get we're going into a little over, but that's fine. yeah we're a little over time here but we're gonna get into it's victoria's sunshine news all right whoops oh, hang on one second i gotta Oh, there it is. Okay, we're good to go. Here we go. and gentlemen with victoria and her favorite techno she brought me to techno last night so we sure had did. some techno music but she loves her techno music so here's victoria and the sunshine news oh my gosh we're at the end of the month guys it is april 30th happy sunday uh those who are not looking for happiness are the most likely to find it because those who are searching forget that the surest way to be happy is to seek happiness for others we are in our 120th day of the year with 245 days left, 18th Sunday, 18th week of the year, 42nd day of spring, and 52 days left until the wonderful summer, 14 days until Mother's Day, which is in two weeks, and 49 days until Father's Day. Sorry, I'm trying. Oh, yeah? All right. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, interesting, coming in May is of course the full moon because every month has a full moon this is the flower moon and it falls conveniently on cinco de mayo de mayo oh, de mayo yeah. i guess it is i always say it wrong i think may oh but it's de mayo <laughs> that is true <laughs> right mayo. <laughs> it's may the month i always say mayo but i know it's mayo um so cinco de mayo the full flower moon reaches peak illumination at 1 36 p.m on friday may 5th it will be below the horizon at this time, so plan to venture outdoors on the night of the 4th and the 5th to get the best view of the bright, full flower moon. Beautiful. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting that this came up. Distracted Driving Awareness Month. Oh. Yeah. Several organizations unite under the same mission to encourage everyone to drive with focus and reach their destination safely. Distracted Driver Awareness Month puts safety first in text messages arriving on time 
and friends under the influence in the backseat. According to 2016 statistics, the National Safety Council estimated as many as 40,000 people died in the U.S. on roadways. Roadways. That's 6% increase over since 2015 statistics and 14% over since um, 2014. Haven't seen much update since then, but that is what I have. National Calendar Day. We have so much going on today, guys. I will list them all, but I will not describe them all. Uh, if you don't know them, you could easily look them up. Um, so it is National Bubble Tea Day. I have personally never touched that myself. Bubble tea? Bubble tea. Oh. Yes. It is a tea with literal bubbles. Um, boba? Bubbles or something? I don't even know. Um, so bubble tea, some people know it, some people don't. Clearly you don't, up. and I do. <laughs> National um, Pre-Paration Paration Day? Okay. Oh, now now they break it down. National Preparathon. Interesting. Okay. When it's put in all as one in capital letters, it doesn't look great. Uh, remember us that crisis happens suddenly, and being prepared needs to happen now, not later. So natural disasters happen, earthquakes, um, you know, power goes out, wildfires, floods, and so on. Um, do you have an emergency plan in place with your family in the event of an emergency situation? Something to be thoughtful of um, for future events, if necessary. National Military Brats Day, um, which is a month of the military child who honors the children of military personnel. Thank you to those who serve for our country and the children who lose out on their parents when they're away. National Adopt a Shelter Pet Day, National Pet Parent Day, National... Um, Sarcoidosis Day, National Raisin Day, if you like those dried out grapes, um, National Oatmeal Cookie Day, for those who love oatmeals. I like oatmeal cookies, not with the raisins. Give them to me plain. This is a Paul Check's favorite day here, National Hairstylist Day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. I have to text my hairdresser. Um, National Bugs Bunny Day. Who didn't grow up loving Bugs Bunny? Loved yes. him. Um, I actually was watching a cat video the other day, and this cat was laying on the, the couch with the pillow propped up with a screen in front of it watching um, Bugs Bunny. Mm. It was pretty interesting. And National Honesty Day. Honesty Day challenges us to be truthful in all we do. My God, we know the different kinds of, of lies. It's the last one. Uh, we've <laughs> sparred someone's feelings or fudged the truth just a little or maybe told an all-out Whopper, um, unless we walk on water, we've all told a lie or two. Today in history, go figure this one, guys. Let's age ourselves. 30 years ago today, the European Organization of Nuclear Research, CERN, changed the world forever. Tim Burns Lee, after creating the first ever website. Mm. announced that the World Wide Web created by using their new HTML protocols would be available for free to everyone. Thousands of websites were created in the days that followed. By 1995, there were really clever tools created to help users better access the breadth of contact, content. Sorry, They were called Netscape and Internet Explorer. Wow. The U.S. dollar is sized through the Louisiana Purchase, paying $15 million, thanks to the vision of Thomas Jefferson in 1803. Ice cream cones made in debut originally as warm dough rolled flat 
as it came out of a oven still in 1904. Crazy. That was a long time ago. Elvis Presley recorded um, the Lieber and Stroller song, Jailhouse Rock, the mm. title song of his third motion picture of the same name, and the first song ever to debut as number one in Great Britain, and that was in 1957 when my mom was born. U.S. hostage Frank Reed was freed after four years in the hands of pro-Iranians in 1990. U.S. President Bill Clinton became the first president to visit Northern Ireland in 1995. And our lovely Ellen Degeneres joined the U.S. Postal Service to unveil animal rescue um, com- postage stamps to bring greater attention to the cause of pet adoption within an animal shelter across the U.S., and that was in 2010. Um, in good news, long before trees, what does that look like to you? <laughs> Looks like a big rock. A if rock, you're first, right? A in, rock yeah, with something in rock. it. Yep. Long before trees overtook the land, our planet was covered by giant mushrooms. Giant mushrooms, huh? What? Wow. Yeah. Cast a net back 450 million years ago to the Ordovician era, and you wouldn't capture anything more than the ancestors of millipods, millipedes, and worms. However, you might notice 29 feet tall trunks without branches or leaves, towering over a landscape of newly involved vascular plants. Those things are huge. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And then lastly, a video that Greg hates to crop. (laughs) There we go. Uh, This one feels like it's 16 by 9. I just have to pause it. Yeah, Yeah, please pause it and bring it back to the beginning because you always start it it in the middle. Um, So back to the mushrooms. These trunks, which have been um, found as fossils over the the world, are now strongly believed to be mushrooms, giant fungal towers. That means that the kingdom of fungi uh, produced the first giant land organism. So that's pretty cool. All right, hang on one second as I mm-hmm. crop it in quick. Uh, also, in 2008, perfect. a large trunk-like fossil was uncovered in Saudi Arabia, identified as a pro prototaxic it presented more evidence of the fact that these strange biological spears from the mist of the evolution evolutionary past of mushrooms first found in 1843 yeah a lot of interesting things can be done with mushrooms too there's a company around here a small company that does insulation with them and builds like all kinds of building material with them yeah so pretty cool stuff absolutely all right here's your video this is a uh, uh, pets Funny it's, stuff? it's a funny cat. Okay. One cat. Funny cat, okay. Here we go. Oh, it jumps. It's so cool. So this cat has what's called a um, ataxia, which means without coordination. And pe- there are people actually who have this as well. People with ataxia lose muscle control in their arms and legs. Um, this may lead to a lack of balance, coordination, and trouble walking. Ataxia may affect the fingers, hands, arms, legs, body, speech, and even eye movement. Uh, this cat is has ataxic um, characteristics and has created a interesting way of jumping yeah. to accommodate it. So. It's almost like he thinks he's going to land. He has to jump higher than he feels like he has to. Yeah. 
Yeah. That time was kind of normal, but usually it's funny. Yeah. Our cat's pretty interesting, the, the, the one Chippy. Uh, yes, yeah, he's quite the character Snowshoe, Snowshoe Siamese, he's very interesting, the way he walks around. and <laughs> He walks like things. a king. Yeah. A oh. king lion. <laughs> the greatest gift to offer in any situation or moment or person is a positive state of heart and mind. That's the possibility engine. And that is your sunshine news. Well, Paul, we've made it to basically the end of the show here. We'll close out with you, but uh, I hope you enjoyed your visit at Rise TV. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Fantastic. Real Thank fun. You. I love all the little segments, segments and, you know, ways to get involved and, you know, take it from idea to practice. And uh, my teeth feel very much whiter now after seeing that camel smile. <laughs> yes, yes the, the funny part of the, the videos, yes. So, um Paul, when it comes to like pets, do you have pets? Do you enjoy animals? Yeah, we have uh, two dogs. We have a Great Pyrenees and we have a Labradoodle. We have two potbelly pigs. Oh we gosh. have uh, a bunch of chickens that we uh, raise and eat the eggs from. And we are expanding. We have uh, little little animals called plants we have two orchards and garden beds and we're just wow. finishing a 24 by 48 greenhouse that we're just getting ready to start planting in that's awesome and you know i was raised on a, a large 142 acre sheep farm and we had all sorts of animals everything you know it was full it was a working farm mm. so I've, I've got a long history of animals and we still do here and we think it's very very important for the kids oh absolutely oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I always grew up with dogs and stuff. And it's a lost culture. I, I, I've had my dog. She's, uh, what's she now? Uh, thir almost 12. Uh, almost 12, yeah. So she's, but she's still acting like a puppy. So I'm, I'm blessed like that. But uh, she's amazing, you know, to have that dog around. When I had my son, um, he's 13 now, I, I decided to get a dog because I thought it was such a good thing to have that dog grow up with my son. And it's been a really gift to him in a lot of ways, yeah. you know, so. Fantastic for their immune system development, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, research shows that the more siblings and the more animals children are in contact with, the stronger their immune systems uh, become. Wow. And, you know, Thank I you. haven't missed a day of work in over 40 years due to illness. And I look back on it, and it's, I can see that I was constantly, you know, shoveling pig shit, cow <laughs> shit in, you know, dirty barns. And, yeah. you know, there was five yeah. five kids so there was just a lot of interacting with dirt and nature sure. i think it's just so sad to see so many people so afraid of getting dirty and, and yes. like this germ phobia they oh, forget that horrible. we are a bunch of germs walking around you know <laughs> yeah uh, covid killed, made that even worse too, yes it so. did oh my God. yeah yeah thank you, you rockefeller and your oh, fellow geez. bill gates and you know what what a bunch of crime isn't it just amazing yes yeah. 
It's and, sad. And it was it was even I guess even more eye eye opening that most of humanity would go along with it. Ugh. Whatever they told oh, them, they just go. Yeah. <laughs> that that's why I immediately began working on my I'm working on sort of a magnum opus right now. It's a six volume set called Welcome to Spirit Gym, Your Guide to More Life, Love and Freedom. And it's a it's a very deep dive into the key 10 principles of spiritual development. Um, and each chapter has a workbook section. And then when I finish it, I'm writing the beginner's guide, which will be kind of like the dummies version for the average person. But I wanted to <laughs> put something awesome. out in its honest depth for people that are, you know, real seekers that really want to go deep into it. So um, I'm, I'm three years into it. I'm about 1200 plus pages. It'll be about 1700 pages in wow. total. And My I've goodness. got over 200 pieces of original art and original diagrams. And I've got a phenomenal artist. So it's designed that if you just look at it, it'll transform you through the art and through the diagrams and work on your unconscious because uh, I know most people are never going to read that much, but I wrote it so that each chapter is like a small book. So you don't have to read the whole book. And I reference back where you can look at other chapters to go deeper into key concepts. So that's my biggest project of my life. And um, I've been hard at it and, and I'm getting close. We're hoping to publish the first two volumes, uh, ideally around the middle of this year in summertime, and then the rest will successively come out. Wow. Uh, awesome. Really awesome stuff there. You're, you're doing amazing things. And once again, you can find Paul Check on linktree slash paul.check and check out all the stuff. Of course, the links are below and Rumble. Um, and uh, you've been an amazing guest, Paul. I'd like to put it out there to have you on again because I think that we yeah, can anytime. cover. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, I, I really love it. Yeah, I think yeah. you guys are doing great stuff. I'm, I always want to contribute to anything where I see the spirit is there and that the intention is good and I think I think what you guys are doing is very important. I, I think the way you're doing it is very good. And I think each of you brings a unique element to the mix. So that's also nice to see. Uh, and it's nice to have Victoria in there. So there's some mothering energy in there. And then you've got, you know, uh, you've got uh, Jared, Jaron there. He's your, your mystic. And then we got Mr. Miyagi there. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, honk. Nice. <laughs> honk. Hey, yeah. hey, Greg, if I could say just uh, <laughs> thousands of you have seen this show, we would appreciate it if you like it. Send, give us a rumble. Only 15 of you up to this point have give us, given us a rumble. We appreciate it. That's how you can help. We are not on YouTube or anywhere else. So you help us get this shared. So please share it around. Share around this show with the great Paul check and what he's had to give to people and offer people. Um, and uh, also, I just want to say next week, we do have someone that lives out in Australia with Rubia. So yeah. it's going to be a great show. <laughs> cool. And tune in Wednesday nights. It's gaining momentum. You have, you know, the field of collective intention, prayer, manifestation, transformation. And people are starting to have tr tremendous results. And our intention is to grow and grow it to where we'll have millions of people co-creating at the same time. You know, immersion of creating the new earth and improving our uh, individual lives or growing them at the same time. So tune in if you haven't before. Each week is completely different. And there are plenty that you can actually go back and see as well. I mean, go back and watch the old ones. Um, they can always help you inspire your moment of your own personal practice. And so I just wanted to give a shout out on that and give us a like and share if you can out there. <laughs> 
Yeah, and also just uh, quickly about the the Wednesday night thing is is we also. Uh, you know, depending on where the moon is and, and the stars are and all that kind of stuff, Jaren's very good at reading that energy. And we try to implement that into the night as well. So it, it, you're also getting those powerful uh, moments of where the universe is in that moment. So uh, great stuff there. And, uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun over there. And it's not your typical meditation type thing. You're actually having a lot of fun and you're envisioning things. We're using your imagination a lot. We're really doing a lot of imagination training. So great stuff there. So you can check that out on our Rumble channel. Um, uh, Victoria, any final words for Paul and everything? Um, no, I really appreciate you being on the show, uh, very inspiring, uh, definitely motivated me on so many levels. Um, I definitely look forward to seeing you soon again. I will be emailing you, if not me, him. Um, but That's overall, great. if you're always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. <laughs> That's true. Let's be weird, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Paul, thank you thank so you. much. Thanks so much. Any last words from Paul? Yeah. Yeah, any last words, Paul? Uh, just, you know, I think that right now, more than ever, it's time to dream big together. And, you know, doesn't matter what your race or religion is or vax or unvaxed. I think what's really important for us all to realize is that right now, due to the abuse of advanced technologies and chemistries um, and, and EM, uh, electromagnetic pollution and the military machine and the oil industry, etc., we're right on the verge of an environmental collapse. So yeah. we really got to get together and realize that if we don't start rehabilitating the topsoils, we're in deep shit. Mm -hmm. If we don't take care of the waterways, which are in very bad shape, we're in deep shit. If we don't clean the air, we're in deep shit. And if we don't start remembering that plants are an external organ that capture the light of the sun and feed the sunlight to us so the element of warmth or fire and alchemy comes through our solar plexus so the plants are actually like an external organ of photosynthesis that we have to eat right. so if we don't take care of the earth the water the air and the plant kingdom right now then the game board is gone and mm. it doesn't matter who you are or what your affiliation is or what your bent is. All of us depend on the game board to come here and live our dreams. Yeah. So I think my closing comment would be is we need to circle the globe and put our arms around the planet and start focusing on taking care of the planet and being real conscious about where we spend our money. So we don't keep funding these dangerous corporations that are destroying the planet because without the planet you know well what have we got a lot of empty space it's a long ways to the next planet and i think it's time for human beings to wake up and stop ruining their home and protecting it the native americans always thought seven generations ahead but most wow. people today you know have an attention span of a gnat and don't think <laughs> past anything but their immediate selfish gratification which is you know leading us to a very disastrous tipping point so I think if we all focus on first things first and say, what choices can I make today that are make it a little bit easier for Mother Earth? And how can I leave just a little bit lighter footprint? Um, and there's, you know, without taking a lot of time, there's a, a million ways we can do that. I just think that we need to start directing our awareness to the fact that Mother Earth needs our love right now. And if we let her get 
too much sicker, she can't support us. Mm. And I think that's more important than COVID or politics or Trump or any of the other distractions that are out there. And uh, so my final words are take care of mama. Yeah. Great stuff there. Thanks once again, Paul. Amazing. That was yeah. the legendary Paul Check. Again, linktree slash Paul dot check. All right, guys. We'll see you Wednesday night for our co-manifestation meditation school of Ohm event. All right, everybody. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. <laughs>